0: Previously
1: on AFTN. Let's get to the elephant in the room—the Mexican elephant, Efrain Juarez. His reaction was indefensible. I wonder if he's going to tell his grandkids about this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <stupid. laughs>
2: The Germans aren't all smiles and sunshine. Ooh, the Germans are mad at me! I'm so scared! Ooh, the Germans! Uh-oh, the Germans stop are coming it. to get stop me! Them. Oh, don't let the Germans come after stop me! are scared. Stop it. Oh, no, they're so big stop and strong! It, stop it, oh, it, oh, pretending you're scared at us,
3: please,
1: stop oh. it. Alfonso Davies, transfer talk there. I think that's how it all went down in Philly and Wednesday.
2: Oh, we might have got a better deal with Mr. Burns uh, negotiated. Oh,
1: maybe. <clears throat> anyway, welcome everyone. You might not know it, but you are listening to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio, broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of beautiful British Columbia. And if you're listening to this show on the podcast, this is episode 287. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Zachary Adam Eisenheimer. And... We have a special German-themed episode for the show tonight. This is a surprise for Zach. He's not known anything about this. We thought to honour Alfonso Davies signing for Bayern and Zach being of German descent, we'll have a, a German-themed episode. So that's going to mean lots of German music, German bands, songs about Germany. I'm wearing... The most kind of German t-shirt I had It's a, a band called Everyone is in the French Resistance now mm, Makes sense By a guy that lives in Berlin Eddie Argos from Art Brut Who have of course featured in our Wavelength section I've brought some music along Some of it might get played in the show Got a couple of Ramstein CDs here Excellent stuff Lou Reed's Berlin album And of course the everyone is in the French Resistance now and a, a vinyl LP I've got from a, a German band called M Walking on Water. You, you must know them, Zach. Uh-huh. Well, we've got a few surprises along the way. A few little German things. Some fantastic music coming. Ger- du- double Ger- wavelength. Germans love surprises. Yes. <laughs> so we'll, we'll come to that as the show goes on. Got a lot of Whitecaps talk. Are the white caps back in business? Or are the last two games an anomaly?
2: I, I don't know, it's uh, it's hard to say You gotta look at the opposition Although Montreal is, was a strong team up until this week I, I'm not sure, I, it's hard to say hmm. uh, Yeah, I think... Uh- I, I, I just want to know what kind of mood we're going to be in for the oh, show, really. I, oh, I think a fanta- think good mood.
4: I, I think it's too early to say they've turned the corner. Although they did what they needed to do the, to in those in those two games, and so you can't like you can't complain about about the results and maybe they and should, the performances.
2: Maybe they should never turn the corner. Constantly be just at the corner. Oh, I, I because it gives them motivation so, to get eventually turn
4: the corner, but they don't be there. So Steve, you before you said they're inconsistent, then like a week or two ago you said they're consistently oh, bad. And now... I think the
2: major thing that we'll see is I'm in, very inconsistent <laughs> on how I. <laughs> these guys.
1: I I think the Whitecaps have turned more corners than Michael Schumacher. Oh, oh nice shoemate, But we're, we're going to kick things off in part one with Whitecaps news of the week. We're not going to start with, with Saturday's game. We're going to talk about the news of the week because they go hand in hand. Yeah, it's kind of the big story, I guess. Some some young chap by the name of Alfonso Davies has signed for ba- Bayern Bayern München. F- FC Bayern Munich. Ah, that's that's who it is. Not very familiar with their work, but <laughs> good good for the kid. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not in they're not
4: in the the third or fourth division in Scotland.
1: No, or English non-league. So my <laughs> yeah. my knowledge of them is a it's a little bit shady. I was actually talking to Manuel uh, Veth after yeah. the game yesterday. And I, I but, re- he,
4: but remember, you can't trust anything he says about Bayern. Because he's German? No, because oh. he's he's from Munich, but he's 1860. Yes. No, no, he, 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 mentioned, he, he mentioned that, that but, he, but,
1: but he did say that Bayern was the best team for him to go to. Yes. Oh, that's a shun. And I also pointed out to him, I don't think I've ever watched a Bundesliga match.
4: <sighs> that's... I you know what? I've never actually been to a Bundesliga match live. Oh. I've been to German you Cup. you call yourself German. I've been to German Cup games, like German Cup games, uh, Champions League games, including German teams. I've been to a bunch of friendlies, but never an actual Bundesliga game. That'll obviously be the... I'll go and hopefully get the see. off. Monday. Yeah.
1: We can do an well, AFTN road trip. I look who's looking
2: to score free tickets at this point. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no,
1: I, well, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Anyway, it was a record-breaking deal, as we all know. It's worth up to 22 million US dollars. On Wednesday, when they had the press conference, Rachel Lewis, despite being asked about it three times, wouldn't confirm the breakdown of the deal, any triggers of the deal. There seemed to be a lot of things that hadn't been discussed. I asked if they'd discussed maybe a friendly that hadn't been discussed. What would happen if, if the season was over in October? Would Fonzie go there early that hadn't been discussed? So, well, so the, like some if, of it's a bit vague. Well, so,
2: some of that, like that, that, for example, is out of their hands. At this point, because he, at the end of the season, it's up to Bayern and Alfonso. So the Whitecaps really have no say on what he does after the season. you, you got
4: to think, as soon as the Whitecaps are done competitive games,
2: he'll be in training he'll,
4: at he'll, least. He'll go because training is one thing. He needs to get acclimatized to the culture.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. A di- it's a different world. Well, he revealed this week he doesn't speak any German. No, oh, well. So it's shot it. I, I failed I my high would've... school Germans, but I'm, I'll have a go with them. let see if, what I can. Why do. did you fail? I took a couple of
4: years. I didn't
1: it was my oral my oral will let me down, mm. as it has done so many times in the past. Pronounce the Asian. Anyone that's listened to us trying to pronounce some foreign <laughs> players, like James, <laughs> the Colombian guy. Heimus, <laughs> It's maybe Ponzi's know. new teammate. He's on a two year loan. So yeah. Anyway, uh, Wednesday's presser, they said that uh, the agreement doesn't allow them to speak of any of the specifics of the 22 million. That makes sense. It was kind of hinted at, Robo kind of. Casually dropped in fifteen million when he was talking about it, or whatever he then said. Um, well, that's the
4: that's the low end, right? Yeah, that's, that's the guarantee. What the guarantee everyone there, wants
1: yeah. to know is what what they have now to spend, and hiding, you could say, behind the, the agreement doesn't allow us to speak to the specifics. Means that they don't have to be as transparent with what the money has been spent off. Call me an old cynic, but that's how I'm looking at it.
4: Wait, you're saying because they can't disclose specific amounts that because they won't disclose. Yeah, they, the bottom the bottom line is if they don't, if they, if the Whitecaps ownership and football committee don't do things with this with this money that are tangible and that people can see and that people think are at least somewhat in the right vicinity of the right moves, then they're pretty they're pretty foolish. Yeah, right. Like if they if they we,
1: don't, we are looking for a show sponsor, so call me. <laughs> there was a number of suitors again no one would re- reveal who well they're not who going to reveal because it's the I show. Being funny that's what you have to find out behind the channels of it was a number of different suitors apart from Bayern oh, some yeah. came in after it was announced that Bayern were interested well but
4: one, one obviously is P- PSG yeah they, they but, were certainly rumored they're today. basically
2: on the coattails of Bayern all the time but but
4: Okay so on that and I don't know when things happened or whatever so maybe one of you can correct me but I felt like I felt like part of their attempt was also tied to this loan of oh, Jordan I was, I, yeah. yes I did wonder that I was well. just like well if I was them I would do it yeah. but I would be up fair in front about it yeah. to, but, but the thing is is
2: how many people uh, how many Twitter followers that ha- did the person have that tweeted out that PSG was interested
1: because how does feel guy only had one Oh no he had 10 oh he had point. 10 I think okay, he went sorry. up to 15 okay gotcha the, what First they did deal. say is the final oh. deal with Bayern it, there was a significant difference between that and the initial offer so that's good Bayern obviously tried to lowball them and the, the white caps got it up it looks like he's had the promise of first-team involvement. He's not going to get loaned to the B team. He's not going to get loaned out to another another club or spend time in the academy. Did, it did, looks like he has been promised first-team involvement. Did Manuel Fath Va- 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 say anything to you about this?
2: Well, he told us what he... Uh, I, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, me, if, how, like I can't remember the exact phrasing, but he said that... Both Ribery and Robin were told that they were going to be phased down oh, in yeah. playing time yeah. and everything
4: like that. Oh yeah, Ro- Robin's on back on a one year deal. Yeah, and Franck I don't think is much different. So yeah.
1: I would expect to see Fonsy used off the bench in the second half of this season. But and, and let's be honest, Bayern ran away with the league last season. And so
2: there's going to be a lot of opportunity for them to get league games yeah. while they're going for ch- saving the guys for Champions League. It wasn't the, the easiest of league campaigns. No, but, yeah. oh no, they only won by t- t- twenty points.
1: There's going to be games where, yeah, if they lost the game, it's not going to really matter. So he can, he's got more scope of being able to play. By the time he goes in January, they might even have wrapped it up in no, all bar, no. in all bar the shouting. Really, if if you're obviously not at, not mathematically, yeah. but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That,
2: that, that there's very little competition there.
1: I, I think that's probably what helped. Swing it though, because I mean, Fonsi talked about he liked what they kind of pitched to him about what his development was going to be. There won't be any loans either. Yeah, Yeah,
4: that's an interesting thing. I've talked to some people who do Paul Bundesliga, and they're a little bit anxious about this because he's going to be facing defenders like he's never seen before. Yes, like
1: he's going to, it's a massive leap, he's going to learn a lot. Do you feel we can handle it? We're not going to know, of he, course, until let, he gets there. Let me, but. Let, me, let me put
4: this way: He's not going to be able to dance like he had, like he did on Saturday, uh, Saturday night. Cause he'll yeah, get. There's he'll, not going to
1: be many defenses like that in Minnesota. The, well, that, no, no, no but Also, but
4: Kai Kamara won't be there. That'll happen. So there be that'll no happen once, and then yeah, someone, someone will Summer, get,
1: Yes, someone will
4: take some. Yeah. He'll, he's going to take some lumps, like bigger than what he's already taken in MLS. And that, I'm not talking like those, that preseason friendly against the Las Vegas Lights or whatever. It, it like, the, 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 yeah, he'll get kicked hard, like. Yeah.
1: Like good old Scottish football. Yeah. There's been no dictating by Byron as to how he's going to see out his time here. No terms <laughs> around, minutes, etc. Which is strange, because when you think of great dictators, you, you think of the Germans. Oh, my. But there's also been no discussion had about, like I say, if he, if he is going to head there early. I think it makes sense for him to go there early. I should say acclimatise, learn the culture... Get used to sauerkraut. I mean, yeah. that takes a little bit of getting used to. German beer, too. Oh, yeah. So
2: I think he might be legal. Won't he be 18? Uh, I don't think that'll be a part of his nutritional... Uh, oh,
1: okay, gotcha. He also Sour. has to get fitted for his lederhosen.
4: Yeah, but that's not till October. Like, he'll miss this year's...
1: Oh, ah, well, oh, it's yeah. the start of October, isn't yeah. it? It's the end of September.
4: Ah. End of September
1: and then beginning of October. One thing, of course, is talking about the money. Where's it all going to go? And a question I raised at the press conference was about would the, the youth clubs mainly admitting strikers be re- rewarded by getting some money from this deal? So before we talk about that, let's hear what uh, Bobby Linaduzi had to say on solidarity payments. A hot topic uh, amongst a lot of grassroots football is youth clubs developing players that then go and play for senior teams. Has there been any discussions with any of the Edmonton youth sides about being compensated for his early development?
5: Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, FIFA has very clear rules around solidarity payments for um, youth development clubs, and both the Whitecaps and Bayern Munich fully support uh, any solidarity any solidarity claims they may make.
0: Is that message going to get through to the rest of the league? Because there are a lot of clubs in this league that don't want to play that game, and don't want to participate in the global—and it's not so much a problem up here, I realize, as it is down in the States— where it's a huge talking point but I mean, I'm sure to yeah report. no it, it continues to come up and and there are times that we're in conversations with uh, with clubs who and and not clubs of the significance that we're talking about but lower level clubs that will say we can't afford to pay that and it's so it, it, it is an issue but from our perspective there's a, a mechanism in place that that FIFA mandates that or uh, as Rachel said we're happy to uh, to accommodate
1: so rachel lewis and bobby leonard do see they're talking about solidarity payment so good to hear it's just interesting because uh they they're not following mls's line on this
4: uh, which is to not not pay right like yeah the, and, the, the court case in the states where mls they didn't have to pay it's it's really really interesting to see them not to the line on that maybe it's because it's canada and t and tfc has already done this like they've already paid in the past for Danielle Henry when he went uh, to Europe. Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous not to pay. No, oh, no, I think it's ridiculous not to pay. As a supporter
1: of a lower league club. This is oh. how a lot of lower league clubs and youth L- sides... Let me put it this way.
4: Uh, I've not known this front office to often do the right thing going against MLS.
2: <laughs> and and the thing is, this was brought up a lot um, by American media. Yeah. I um, especially remember Taylor Twellman mentioning yeah. it yep. on, at yeah, halftime mean. of one of the yep. games. Um, so it's definitely something that... The, the 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 people on the media side uh, and obviously on the on the grassroots side want to see happen in America,
1: and they're hoping that this kind of changes the idea there.
4: Yeah, his his rant was refreshing on the subject.
1: Yeah, it I, I, it's good to see. Obviously, Fonzie's agent is also the guy that brought him through Edmonton Strikers, yeah. so that's going to help. I'm pretty sure. Th- 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 They said they would support any claim, so let's see what that claim might be. Question for you. Do
4: do you know who his friend in the UK is that he spoke about? No. Okay, well, we should find out who that is. Yes, I was curious. I I mean, I have some guesses, but... I know who it probably isn't.
1: Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Then that might might, might exclude my guess. Yeah, okay. (laughs) How, How should the money be spent then? Um, are okay. saying it's going to go on the sporting side Oh that's yeah Which that's, is vague That keeps them open to whatever they want to do At the, the point Talked about Grassroots Academy and First Team It's going to get spread across <laughs> that I thought we were to know how it's going to be spread Did you not listen to the preview podcast?
4: Yeah I can't remember what they said Oh, J- Joe Deasy is, like, so uh, – that guy is amazing. Did you not hear his choose-your-own-adventure? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah Did that. you not hear how they're going to spend yeah. the party?
1: Oh, <laughs> yes, throwing the money around.
4: Okay, so I'm what waiting.
2: I what I think they should do is I think I, – I, I be- this is what I believe. I believe 75% of that – 66 to 75% should be spent on the first team. The reason why is because if you can get the better players in the lineup, you can actually – get more people coming to the games you get more excitement for the white caps that'll bring in more money for that grassroots level i do think that there should be a uh, like i said 66 like 33 to 25% spent on the grassroots and lower levels including uh, i think russell barford mentioned it maybe a free play uh, for the lower mainland the way yes. that the way yeah. that have uh, the, pro- the, Edmonton, yeah. the yeah. free footy program that would be fantastic. So it, and it'd be great that it, you do it with Alfonso's money because it kind of it leaves a legacy that Alfonso kind of uh, brought up like through his bring up.
4: Steve, can I have a quick question about what you were just saying there? That's what you think should be done. That's what I feel done? should okay, be okay. done.
2: Yeah, that's what I want to be done. Yeah,
4: I don't think anything. Okay, I I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think that sounds really nice. Yeah. I do. I don't. I oh. I don't believe that's good, that, yeah. that amount of money. I, I think that. it would be opposite. Like I think it'd be 50-50. 2 50, 50. Two-thirds to three-quarters would go to the residency yeah. and football infrastructure stuff, whatever. And I th- then I maybe think twenty-five best, percent to a third th- would go into the squad. I think at best, but even that's high. Yeah,
1: I yeah, think I at,
2: best 50/50 at best it's fifty-fifty. At best,
1: I'd be disappointed if the majority of it is not spent on the first team. Well, can you? Are you really? No. Well, that no. No. I do. I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, sorry. sorry it's, it's ideal. Ideal ideally that's what should happen to me because how, how much money can you spend on bringing young players through and then there's nowhere for them to play well yeah. and, I the, don't, think, I don't, and the thing
2: is you and the thing, the thing is you if you spend that money on the first team say you don't even have to spend it on an old guy you spend it on another young guy like like atlanta did with what uh, was name barco yeah and eventually although davies is better but Bar- eventually you could spell, sell barco off Again, and then you bring in more money and you could kind of rotate that money or, through.
4: Or like Almiron and Martin yeah, yeah, something like that. So the, the thing is, though, in one sense, and I don't know if they can swing it, I don't know if they can actually make it legit and do it this way. But in one sense, Michael, you got to be thinking, they're thinking, We've spent more than fifteen million dollars Canadian already on the residency program. Yeah, this is now going to pay us back. That because that's like that's how they've operated, right? Like sitting down and talking to residency grads over the years. Consistently, they would t- they would start telling me they would say we're told that the investment into us per season is a hundred thousand dollars. Therefore, per, per player. Per player. Therefore, when they when those those players have tried to go to places where where there's been a they need to. They need to be bought from the Whitecaps. The valuation, the the minimum valuation the Whitecaps have put on them is $400,000, expecting it to, to their partly,
1: money Which is partly, which I think Bobby touched on there when he said some clubs just can't pay the solidarity payments, which is basically the transfer fee the Whitecaps look for when they try and, and sell these players on. Right. But again, talking to Bobby, let, let's hear some of his thoughts, and Rachel Lewis as well, on how the money they see is going to be spent.
0: Uh, our plan is to wholeheartedly invest the money in the sporting side of our club, which is the um, the youth development program we have, the, the grassroots programming, and the senior team. Are you able to start using that right away? Well, right now we're in a situation, when using it right away, I think our situation right now, if we're looking at this season, we're in a, a spot where we don't, have any cap space available Um, so we're going to need to make some moves to actually bring some players in and we have players targeted that we'd like to bring in but clearly our first uh, priority is to is to move some out well there's a lot of fans now we're going to expect you may have 22 million us in your pocket and it'd be nice to you know grow some more Alfonso Davies but they're going to want you to go out and try to get quote unquote a bigger name to stick on the pitch here What's your thoughts on that? Well, the the fact that we're prepared to to reinvest all of the money into this the sporting aspect of our club, I think, answers that question. We're we're um, we're excited about expanding on our our current plan, and I think that kind of money coming in enables us to do that.
1: So some thoughts from Bobby there on spending the money. It, it does sound more like it's going to be used to try and find the next Fonzie or at least bringing guys into the first team. Now, doesn't sound like we can expect a big name or two or a, a big splash in the first team squad. And then considering the fan hostility of late, will they buy into that plan? I, I can see them if they get
2: somebody on a free transfer to bring in somebody big and use maybe some of that gam to buy down, buy down the contract or whatever. they are. But I don't see them spending like a transfer fee to bring in a big name player. Um, if they use that transfer money to buy for the senior team, I like I said, I expect it to be a young DP or something to that effect.
1: Like we said last week, I want it spread as well on yeah. more than just one player. Yeah. Although, Fonzie did kind of show on Saturday night that one player can make a difference. Yeah. But he's not doing that every single game. I mean, More than often than not, though. Do you trust him to spend it properly, Zach? No. I'll answer for Zach. No. <laughs> It, I mean, if they
4: continue in the same vein, then it's hard. Like it, it's really hard to get players on free transfers, right? Like, uh, Maro Rosales only has so many friends who are going to call him up and say, "Hey, I can get, I can get, I can get the Vancouver on a free. Can you help make it happen?" You know, like this is, uh, although it, it can be very shrewd, a shrewd way to build your club and to and to do business. It's. It's all like you're. It's like being you're being held hostage to fortunes, right? And like, yeah, it, 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 there needs to be, th- there needs to be with this transfer and with with this transfer, not just this transfer alone, but with what's happened and the response of uh, the people who enable this club to exist, the the supporters, the fans, they need to be augmenting their vision and their plan because it it, it clearly hasn't. Like fully been working. I know they would say, "Oh, well, we got Alfonso. We sold him for all this money. It's, it's there for working." I think most people would say this is a, an exceptional situation. This is the exception, not the rule. And, and well, yeah, and,
1: and I mean, you're talking about getting held to fortune. Clubs are going to think the Whitecaps have all this money, yep. and all of a sudden, fees are going to rise. Players' demands are going to rise. That's what they're happens. To gonna, the, that's what happens to the big clubs. Yeah, yeah. they're not going to know what the Whitecaps previous policy of not paying transfer fees is going to be. Yeah. Now the bad thing about all this in a way is, the the question being asked by so many folk is who is going to be the next Alfonso Davies? And I don't think that that is a fair question because you the, the guys like Fonzie come along maybe once in a 20 in a years, generation. 30 years, yeah. yeah. And there was a headline that I can't remember what it was in, it might have been the Globe and Mail might have been CBC that might even have been Stephen Sanders saying that there was a, I know Alfonso Davies in every city in Canada. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's not true. A p- a p-
2: well, uh, I think what he meant to say there's a potential Alfonso Davies in everything, every city, if you're able to develop them properly and in the right circumstances. Th- come. There's
1: good players, yeah. but there's not going to necessarily be that kind of amazing standout. Because when was the last Canadian player that was an amazing standout that that you would think, oh.
2: But I think you have to look at it th- this way, that why can't there be a- an amazing standout too? I'm like, y- not always- saying you won't find one, like, yeah, but so, y- you can't expect so, them to be like 10 or no, 20. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I am just saying there, if you don't look for one, you're never going to find one, and you might as well keep looking. That, and that, I think that what he meant, I think the whole point of his was the free footy program. I think yeah. that's where he was talking. Where he, I do
1: like your idea of well, setting something like that. Well, up that Russell, Rons, brought it, Russell brought it up. Yeah, yeah, he
2: brought it up first. I was thinking the same thing, but he brought it up first on Twitter. But He's much faster on Twitter than me.
1: You have to look at. I mean, you're, you're, you said Zach about fifteen million being spent on the academy over the last ten or eleven years. How many players have we developed properly through that academy? So uh, really, let's let's. Uh, who, who who do you think? Like, there's, there's enough. Pr- there's a lot of pros out there. Okay,
4: okay. Let's talk about. it. Who, well,
1: there's a lot of pros that's playing lower leagues over in Europe. Okay, yeah. let, let's let's just Daniel say, Stanese uh, up to say Kian's froze.
4: Right. Okay, but there just between us right now, and uh, this is quick, so we might miss someone or we might whatever. Who would you say is uh, has been successful? That's come out of the uh, Whitecaps White Academy.
1: Some of it could be okay. Ciancros, uh, okay. Uh, Daniel Stanisi.
2: I think Ben Fisk has had a wonderful career okay. so far, a young so, career. So you got to include Rusty in that.
1: Yeah. I, oh yeah.
4: yeah you got to include you, Fonzie, although he wasn't here the whole time. Yeah. I, Mark, I would include Marcus Heber. Would he be considered, or would that uh, be too? He's early? at, at uh, Fulkirk now, or is, where is he now?
1: Did he well, come through not, the academy? Though? No, he
4: no, he didn't actually. No, no.
2: Let's not worry about like
4: like no no other, no, but no. They've no, had no. good careers. No no no. Okay, and so I would add Simon Thomas to that. Um,
1: so that's like seven seven players. But you're, you're but, looking at players that's maybe made it into the national team and stuff as well. Yeah. So there's been a, a few of those. So there's not there's been a few. But how much money did the White Cats right. make no, out of those fields? That's, 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 that's the story. Thing. And there's
4: and there's been like only well, out of that list we just said what two or three guys who played regularly for the first team. Yeah. That's that's like that's not good. That's not
1: good not enough. G- no. Not good enough. But for, further investment into the residency as well. Which incidentally is going to switch names soon. It's going to actually be called the Academy as opposed to Residency, just to kind of be Why? more. They've been so just to be more because folk across the world more know more about Academies uh, and Residency, so it's to avoid confusion. Are they going to rebrand? Yeah. Wow. But further investment doesn't necessarily make mean you are going to make players better. That that's the thing as well. Uh, there is a lot of good players that are coming through. This we talked last week. Michael Baldissimo, or Theo Bears just signed their MLS deals. Big guy in the under-17s now. He's actually an under-15 player. Cam Ron Habibula.
2: Yeah, yeah. He is highly thought of by the Caps. He is very highly... I talked to some of the coaches and uh, they don't want to put too much pressure on the kid. Yeah uh but and he could be but when when i asked for and i asked for comps because i just want to know what kind of player and i'm not going to you mention the comp yeah, because it's completely unfair A to the kid if when when the, the the coach the coaches that i talked to about this one player were so hesitant to talk about comps because he does play like a certain player, but they didn't want to mention yeah. the player because
1: it's it, it'll be so unfair oh, on yeah, him. Oh yeah, the tag yeah. the tag goes on him. Yeah. But if he continues the rise that he's had in the past year, yeah. he's definitely one to watch. Simon Collin, I thought, yeah, he, he, like they obviously have very high hopes for him. Theo bear
2: like I know you I know you're saying who's the next Alfonso Davies. Now I'm not saying he's as good as Alfonso Davies, but he has the speed ratio and he scores goals. And at he least at go- the level he's at, played at. at, at, at yes. But so he, he has he,
1: been away with Canada U twenty threes until on and, and yeah. he scored there, there against yeah. older players.
2: So 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 there is something there and there it's just a matter of how you get them from that U nineteen now it's U nineteen, so they yes. got an extra year there too, to that Twenty-one
1: level. Well, yeah, because WFC two's gone. We've talked in the last couple of shows about the new under twenty-three team that that is kind of starting, and Bobby alluded to that at Wednesday's press conference. So let, let's play a little bit from Bobby now, just about player development and the way ahead for the Whitecaps.
0: Filling the gap once he's gone at the end of the season. Well, we're we're working now, and and we will be working even more proactively. To ensure that um, we have uh, someone to come in that will fit that that particular position, um, and ideally, you know, can generate uh, similar numbers. So we that that's an ongoing process that we we're involved in. The benefit of it is is that we can wait until the end of the season to actually um, have to do that, given that he's staying with us.
5: And and I think you know we've you'll you have seen we've recently signed some more of our young, homegrown players um, to contracts. And it's a huge opportunity for them now to try and step up and be, be the guys fighting for that position to say, I want that spot. So you know, we'll be looking around the world, but we'll also be looking at our own system to say, who is the next Alfonso Davies? And, and is, there, is there one in our system?
6: You mentioned some of your uh, homegrown players. What are the team's plans in terms of the development program and finding them uh, a place to play? Finding
0: them a place to play. Yeah, we actually have plans, and we're we're um, looking at a at a team uh, in between development and the youth team, a development squad that will play regular games, um, and that's in the works as we speak, uh, because we do know that those players need games. We also have, um, I think, an opportunity. Um, CPL is is starting uh, next year, and. A couple of the conversations we've had with uh, the the Pacific FC guys and um, with the the Cavalry team have been very um, very very promising and optimistic. Uh, so there is the opportunity for those guys to. Ideally, there will be the opportunity for the, those guys to go out on loan. And as of right now, it, there seems to be um, an interest in it from the club's perspective. Haven't spoken to uh, the CPL. We we've actually tried to engage in conversations but to be fair to them they, they're, they've they got uh, other things that they need to do to, to ensure they're up and running next April so hopefully that conversation will come and that will be another opportunity in addition to the development squad. Right.
6: So which league was that besides the CPL that you had mentioned?
0: Our development squad? Yeah. No that would just be we would just coordinate games we would look to take them to Mexico uh, other places and potentially you know Byron's a, a a uh, destination for for that, that type of, of player, that type of, of uh, club.
1: Would you consider any plans of really looking at the USL, now that it's a, a Division 3 there as well?
5: Yeah, I, I mean, I think Division 3 is going to create a lot of good opportunities, so I think USL is very smart to have opened that. It looks like in, in the um, initial days uh, those teams are going to be based uh, Eastern-based, and the division will likely be um, you know, allow for very easy, you know, bus travel and the like. Certainly, if there looks to be expansion into the west, and again, you know, this is all happening in real time, then that may be an opportunity for us as well. I think, you know, I don't want to as- underestimate Bobby's co- comments on CPL. It's a huge opportunity for the sport that CPL is coming to Canada, and you know, we see that hopefully as a great partnership um, for us and for some of our young players uh, to create more opportunities to play at home. Because I think having these kids at home in Canada is really um, what allows us to develop them for the national teams, what allows us to develop them for our programs and, you know, to highlight on Canadian soil as we prepare for 2026 is all the more important.
1: I mean, Jeff kind of talked about uh, at the supporters meeting a few weeks back, maybe investing in a team, is that something, with this money, you would maybe consider investing in a CPL team and having a bit of a say in
0: the
5: running of a team? It's not something we've contemplated at this at this point.
0: I think the two are independent. Uh, I don't think they, go, they necessarily go hand in hand.
1: So some of the thoughts there of Bobby leonard and Rachel Lewis on youth development.
2: You caught Zach completely
1: off guard with that last question. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I was just asking if they would maybe think of using some of this 22 million to invest in a cpl team so they could have a say in the running we've already talked about this. not an option you just want to stir
4: this stuff no
1: i was genuine i think that would be a good thing to do i think that's you already know you already know i've worked with tss rovers get a team out swan guard (laughs) boy you got zach turning red really quickly at the end of that (laughs) The red like the bayern shirt um, There's been a lot of buyer shirts around. Yes, there I has. saw, like, two today. We're going no, 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 to... They, they weren't Davies or anything. A, an order. Probably from somewhere in China, though, because it's a bit cheaper. Singapore's good. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, CPL, you, you have to feel with development... We've talked about this before. We won't go into it because we're running out of time in this part. There will be loan deals to the CPL team, so that that's good to have as well. You also have to wonder... The White Cats have academies all over Canada, now, some of those are going to encroach onto CPL Club's territories, if you want to look at it that way. Never had a, a an answer... Fully about that yet, so the, that's something we'll explore a little CSA, bit
4: more. The CSA split up the country for the MLS teams. Yeah. Yes, this is totally new thing. Yeah. The Whitecaps don't control those areas for this for for CPL teams developing players. Yeah, no, no well, if that, that's what we have. So to, now they're going to actually have to fight for, players yeah, as yeah, opposed to and that, just uh, cast the net across virtually the whole country. And I
2: think that's a good thing too. That it's the, a good thing for the, player yeah, development. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. Player
4: development in in part is a numbers game. The more, the more players who have developing. more places to, developing and yeah. places to play, the more opportunity. Like you said, Steve, the more yep. opportunity you're yep. going to have. Exactly. I have no problem which with that. Which, as we as we were talking about off air, the white caps used to be against more more happening. Now they've changed their, their their what they're what they're saying, and they're
1: they're seemingly happy for it, which is good because yeah. they need to be. People change for the better of Canadian soccer. <laughs> That's how we've got Alfonso Davies, and we're going to talk about Fonzie and his performance on the pitch against Minnesota after this.
6: Hi, I'm Afonso Davies, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show.
1: and 3 39 that's going to be the number that Alfonso Davies wears apparently with Bayern Munich Oh it's been confirmed? For. Well he said that that's what he's going to ask for Oh he wanted 67 they But don't they don't high. go that high because they're a proper football club How
2: <laughs> how high do they how high did they go now? Well he 50? he
1: said the the nearest number he could probably get to 67 is 39 mm. which to me is apt anyway because that was his residency number when he started with the U16s was 39. I thought was 67. No, he switched to that when he went to WFC2. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. 39 was his initial number. Oh, okay.
4: Do you know who you saw 39 for Bayern?
1: No. No doubt you'll tell
4: us. I want to say it's either Tony Cruz or Andreas Otto.
1: Ah. Hmm. But that was Ramstein there with Do Hast. Great band. Been to see them a, a few times over the years. One of the times I went to see them in Glasgow little bit of a disturbing gig. There was a a, savoury element there. Let's just say that. Anyway, you are listening to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio. It's a German-themed show this evening. That's why we had Rammstein. I got in earlier this evening, put my towels on all the chairs just to make sure that no one would would take them before we we got in. All in honour of Fonzie. And what a homecoming it was for Fonzie on Saturday night. After all the hullabaloo of the week, signing with Bayern, all the attention and publicity he got, came back to Vancouver, dream end to a dream week. What a night. Tony Cruz is the last guy who wore 39
4: at Bayern. Good g- for you. G- good, no, good, good footsteps are following. It was
1: a dream night. It was amazing. Yeah. If this is the final Vancouver chapter for the Davies. At his the oh, Fonzie
4: show. Hey, can We're we? For a ride. Can we? Can we just at least on our little in our little world here? Can we please, please not call it the farewell
1: tour? I was going to call it the Fonzie show. Okay, that's better. But anything but farewell yes. tour. It's like because he'll be back in a couple of years when he flops over in Bundesliga. I jest. I jest. We don't hold his MLS rights.
2: No, we don't. We don't. No, we. no. I'm sure he'll want to play here though.
1: Eh, he might not have a say. Anyway, let's get into the Minnesota <laughs> Wait, match. Well you just said we won't no one else in rights. Let's get into the Minnesota match. It wasn't an unchanged start in eleven. I thought it might have been. I thought it might have ridden that team just because I had done so well on Wednesday night. They would have been kind of dead in their feet, but there wasn't a lot of changes. No, not too many. Fonzie obviously came in, mm-hmm. which I was surprised I, I was, at, because I, I, I thought he would start off the bench. Well,
4: I was a little surprised because I was talking to you about it, and you're like, I can't see it happen. Yeah. So I was just like... Mm-hmm. He, he looked
2: a little bit... Uh, well,
4: Robert I said he was gassed at the, yeah,
1: at, first, at the beginning. Well, first 20 minutes, he said he, well, he wasn't up to his, his usual... His he levels? Said he was one of the, the, yeah, his levels. It was maybe one of his worst performances. Anthony Blundell came in as well wasn't fantastic wasn't poor but he, he helps wasn't fantastic. He, his, pl- he, but a, his play helped a little up back
2: s- no his play helped set up the second goal though was it a was it back, was it a real back heel
1: it wasn't as much of a back heel as the minnesota one that yeah, set him up yes, later on yeah. that was, that was yeah. a fantastic little uh, back heel. here's the one thing
4: this kind of jumps ahead a little bit my biggest disappointment uh for 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 anthony specifically was even though he hadn't been outstanding or great, and actually I've heard a lot of people rag on him for this performance on social media and whatnot, I was really disappointed that he got taken off when he got taken off. I said that as well. Yeah, I, that. Can you imagine yeah. he gets that two-on-one with Fonzie? He scores what it does for his confidence. Maybe I want him to rolling. see him and
2: Kamara
1: up front. Oh, that would have been... Uh, just so that they've got some time playing together because we just haven't had the two of them the, playing but together.
2: But the, the people that are, uh, were ragging on Blondell would say to you that, what if he was in that position and he missed?
1: Right. Yes, that wouldn't do his confidence much good and it also would have the, the fans really on his back. He
4: did almost hurt someone with a shot in our section. Like, he missed it really.
1: Big. <laughs> he's it hit someone or whatever. He's not having a great time with it. I still think he needs a bit of a run. He needs but if he's he, not performing. You can't give him a bit. He needs of a run. one it's of those a, Octavio
2: Riveros, uh, uh, like one, one inch tap. Well, oh, that was
1: his first goal. Was that
2: wasn't yeah. it? Yeah.
4: he needs he's another had his one, one. He, he needs a
1: two incher now, <laughs> work slowly out. <laughs> not a lot happened in the early stages. Many did squander the best chance. We we've been very fortunate with our our two wins this week in that. Montreal absolutely wasted a great opportunity. Although it was, a, yeah, it was a great Marinovich save, I think he thought it was offside. That's yeah, why it, he just left I, it. I, I could not tell what he was thinking. It was yeah. it was crazy. That and course. then you had Quintero's header on Saturday, yeah, and just Miller just could not get his foot on it at the at the back post, just a couple of inches away of turning that in. Fine lines, as I, I believe. Uh, A famous manager once said, I can't remember who that was, but in all seriousness, it was. Both those moments were game turning moments. Reyna then punished him for it, just like the White Cats punished Montreal. But what a great
2: pass by Alfonso Davies. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he did get the assist he got the assist but it wasn't much it was all Reina done it's a, it's a solo goal but yeah, yeah. yeah let's give Fonzie Which, the assist for just I, t- well, tapping the ball you couldn't have done your double-double double thing yeah <laughs> I like that it was the most Canadian game ever yeah double-double two assists two goals but Reina I mean is gonna get all the headlines rightly so Reina had a great goal Reina was ma- dancing was the through man. the defence <laughs> he was the man of the match yeah because he's a man <laughs> He's over nineteen. <laughs> yes. It was pointed out though by by Simon Fudge that Budweiser have an alcohol free beer, mm. so why have they not done something to do with that?
4: Well, yeah. I think it was I think it was Scott Misfelt on on Twitter who just said like, "Look, this is ridiculous. You let my kids walk around the stadium with all kinds of Budweiser parapher- parapher- paraphernalia. They're allowed in bars or you mm. know certain bars, blah, blah blah. But you can't actually. This is a stupid. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Which my, is.
1: my idea though is. We change it and we have the Iron Brew man of the match. Oh
2: there you go. No, make it Canadian soccer super socco. Does that still exist? No. Yeah. Canada
1: dry? No, Super Socco. It was oranges
2: that have it was, it, have time. It, was <laughs> it was an orange drink that was in one of those uh, uh wooden boxes and it was you, actually oh, soccer I, related. I know
1: yeah, I know all about it yeah. from looking at old programs and stuff. Mm. But yeah, I mean Reina's goal, dance through that defence and yeah. you're thinking, you know, this defense might not be very good. <laughs> But it was well, they held done.
2: The week before they held L A F C to one goal. So you know <laughs> well, scoring yeah, like that, five. That was
1: because of Bobby Shuttleworth having to have a number of top saves because the defense in front of him were dreadful. It's just well, LA. Did not they didn't compare. do it this week. No. But I mean, hopefully we're now seeing a turning point for Reyna and he's getting back to his best. Is what? he around the what? corner?
4: Do you think Bobby Shuttleworth was distracted by his former goalkeeping coach being at the match? Oh, was he? You didn't see that? No. Oh, yeah. Marys was in, the, it was in the ground. When, who was cheering for? Well, he said, I came to see my, my old keeper, Bobby Shuttleworth.
1: Oh, not, not his old keeper. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the assist from Fonz in that did start the amazing night for him. Two goals, two assists. There's been a lot written about it. There's not too much more that we we can say. Everyone it, around the world's gonna have seen it. I, I, Bayern so, fans are gonna be salivating.
2: Yeah, but it was funny, the the Bayern uh Twitter did not retweet his goals. Okay. The US well, was, The US version oh. were did, but the actual German version didn't. And that was uh, maybe they did now, later on in the day today, but I didn't see it early in the morning and be yesterday.
4: Uh I heard I heard someone say when the when the whole transfer was happening, like they've never seen a, cl- a club retweet stuff of one of their players in someone else's jerseys before, like the like the Whitecaps have been doing, right? Yeah, we're, we're just tagging FC Bayern in all our tweets. Now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if By- the Bayern... You know, German proper account wouldn't wouldn't retweet it, but they're they got to be excited. I told you, Michael, like at the, being in the stadium, it felt like you were like I felt like I was watching some of the students I I get to work with. I felt like I was watching them play FIFA. Yeah, you were filled with pride with all these like these these moves. I was like, I don't know, you know, when I'm watching them play. I don't know how to do that with the controller, the right stick, left stick, yeah, yeah, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't know. How to that's do that. what it felt like. It was like I how? was I was actually going to
1: ask Fonzie that after the game. I was going to say, did you feel you were like? Actually, playing FIFA when you are it, like, doing that. It's
4: like do you, I remember reading Nick Hornby's book, uh, *Fever Pitch*. Yes, where he's just like he's like, I saw we saw Brazil play on TV at the World Cup or something, and he's like, I I didn't know you could score directly from a free <laughs> kick, right? It was it was kind of it was kind of like that. It's just like I like it's like I thought you could only do that in a in a video game, yeah. right? Like the he, uh, it
1: was I mean, it the, was incredible. The, his two goals, yeah. He made the first one. He made Michael Boxall. He Stitched him up like a kipper, or as as Fudgy wanted us to say, he, and are both smoky. Yeah. Oh, I, I told I, him no one would have a clue what we're talking about, but he. I think
2: he says. made him look like a 2011 Whitecaps defender.
1: He made Michael Boxall look like Michael Boxall. Oh, that's your tweet. You guys are so mean, that Michael <laughs> Boxall. I, love him. I, box I told him not to say it. I, <laughs> I, I smoked spoke to him last year and a good chat. Yeah, I took, I, I, ta- funny. I talked to him last time. <laughs> good chat. It, it's it's funny that he though, was nice after the game about phones. He just oh, said yeah. he's a special. It, it,
2: it's it's funny though. Somebody Michael Boxell's quality dude. Somebody, but the thing is, he got a lot of too much too much stuff because they sh- they had a on Twitter. Somebody tweeted the second goal. And then afterwards, it was another shot at Michael Boxel. Well, Michael Boxel had nothing to do with the second goal. So it was, yes, yes. goal, the so t- it was the, like weird. That, the, TSN, were the TSN thing. Not, somebody yeah. was, I can't yeah. remember, No, it wasn't TSN. It was somebody else on like a... Uh, uh, okay, but the
4: TSN footage of the, g- the actual footage of the game, yeah. the second goal goes in. And they show Michael And, and, they, and they zoom in on Michael Boxall. Yeah, and it's and he, true. But his head is down because they've let in a bad goal. But it makes it look like it was he his was the, fault. There he was, a, was the last
1: one
2: in the box, basically.
1: But uh, he had nothing to do. He had, it was farthest away, yeah. his <laughs> first goal, better of the two... Yes. He he walks past defenders on both of them, but definitely I mean the, the little skill to bring it inside and everything was And then
4: to just, go just forward amazing. and
2: finish it is yeah, it's
4: unbelievable.
1: Yeah. And then the, I don't know. The second goal, he he did the similar thing where
2: he almost like it felt like he bounced the ball. I and, thought, oh, thought
1: he's hit it wide from our angle. Yeah. I didn't think it was but going the, in.
2: The blast in the top corner that was something special too. I know. I know.
4: Uh, the the it's the,
2: it's hard to say. I don't know which one they're going to nominate for goal of the week. If they nominate both, because if you, you nominate, should nominate both. But yeah. if you nominate both, you split the vote. Who's people are going no. to vote one or the other? Some people yeah.
4: will.
1: But in his Latino one,
4: the game situation matters to goals. So, like the fourth, the fourth one was like the the you know the clincher. Yeah, because actually you wouldn't have thought you needed that. I thought that uh, I, actually I I thought that his DC United away goal well, that was, better. was even better yeah. than both oh, yeah. of those. Yeah, but it like it was a use not useless goal,
1: but it was a consolation goal in that yeah. game, right? And it was a nice assist from him for Kamara. Tomorrow, yeah. on, the, on the pitch for about a minute Yeah, I mean that's that's going to do his but, confidence but before that
2: Reina made another assist to get, get oh. it to Davies that was a nice pass yes. as well so you got to give it to Reina that was a great break
4: yeah. and, and Christian got put in alone too yeah Teixeira nearly scored
1: yeah. I would have loved Waston to hit that Galazzo that he had he, oh yeah <laughs> about 30 well, yards out on
4: the um after the miss after the save on Teixeira's in alone was it not uh, was it not uh, Reina who tried the um, Oh, what do you call it? Oh, a little chip. No, it was no. But he, off it the was, line. no yeah, it wasn't yeah. But there wasn't a one of the. What do you call those? I don't know what you're doing with your feet. The, the robono. You Didn't about? he try a robono? You know where you flick your your. your the chip, guy from hang, I'll show You Too. You know, hey, Oh boy! You, you, I, be this. careful. No, no. Not, like, <laughs> we're not supposed <laughs> you, to break the equipment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're on the radio. You demonstrate. <laughs> this is <just> for you.
4: <laughs> <and go>. <laughs> robono. He tried. He did a robono, wasn't it? Where you
1: you kick behind? I don't know. He still hasn't found what he's looking for. But that's the positives from the game. Got to touch on the the disappointments, which was a complete lack of concentration to let two goals in in five minutes.
2: Yeah, the first goal, the first goal, I think that that was the near post. Um, they called it an own goal for some reason, the yeah, media yeah. box, which it wasn't. I it was right away. It's like it was Ibsen. but it know. was it, it, it. was a lovely little flick. A lovely yeah. little flick. Hurtado wasn't there, so you can't blame it on him. The, but the but the the flick on it, and. Marinovich just almost got his hands. Yeah, to it. I think he, well, he did. Get his to him. So I don't. Think he could have done better I, I. I'm, than I'm not going to call a laziness on that one. The second one was the one where they switched off because Quintero passed it to his teammate. I don't remember who it was there, and then they, basically yeah. everybody who was marking Quintero stopped. Yeah, but Quintero quit moving, and then he just passed it right away to him, and then uh, up uh, then Delandali Del- Del- or whatever. Then Ladi. Yeah.
4: But the first, the problem, my problem on the first goal was. It, it, uh, it kind of started with that amazing save, uh, that mishit cross, and then mm. Murnovich made that like the save of the game, in my opinion. Um, oh, yeah. That yeah. Was right. So that led Good to, to a corner, but then off the corner, it was really poor clearance. I can't remember Felipe. who it was. Was it Felipe? Yeah. Oh, the little
1: header. He, the,
4: yes. Right into the middle. Minnesota had, a, I think, Schuler Schiller had, had a shot that went out for a corner again, and yeah. that's what they scored off
1: of. Then Laddie nearly got a third in stoppage time as well, which would have oh, had a yeah that was almost a That would have been a beautiful goal. But disappointing. Robo was not happy with letting that and making it more no. difficult than it need, needed to be.
4: Martin Pert after the game was like, he was walking off the pitch, he was like, four goals, Martin, you, you can't smile. He was like, <laughs> <in the laughs> shaking <just> his <laughs> head. No.
1: Well, let's hear from both head coaches now. We're going to hear first from Adrian Heath, Steve went along to the Minnesota locker room, and then from Robbo.
7: You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Because it Minnesota.
3: like Minnesota. Call like Minnesota. Call like Minnesota.
8: I thought our football was good Um, Defending was poor And uh, concentration levels were poor Uh, Indiscipline was poor But In terms of our uh, possession of the ball And trying to do what we've been asking of them I was quite pleased with some of it But as I've said to the players in there And I will repeat and I've said it a few times this year If we keep conceding the goals that we do We're never going to give ourselves a chance to win games on the road It's as simple as that no, the kid, Davies, has had a, had a great night and looked what he is. He's a special talent, the kid. But when you look at the first goal, people diving in, not staying on the feet, and then a couple of individual stuff from him. But in between the goals, and I know this sounds silly, I thought we were actually the better team, the better footballing team. But we've got beat 4 two. And when you, when you say the better footballing team, your team se- seemed to generate quite a few
9: chances. Quintero... Very involved, but maybe not the finish tonight. Could you talk about uh, some of those close missed opportunities?
8: Well, uh, you know, obviously on the road, uh, you know, it's one of the oldest sayings in football. You you have to score when you when you're on top. When you're having your moments on the road, you know, goals change games. You know, they they were. I thought that we were sitting really, really comfortably, and then next minute, Jordy Grainer gets a goal from nothing really, and then you're always chasing it a little bit. But when we got it back to three-two, even then, we managed to be four against one. And the guy gets the ball and they end up scoring again. You know, we had four defenders against the one guy. So, but we, we keep making the same mistakes. And I'm sorry, but, you know, we can't keep doing it.
2: You, uh, you are coming. I know it's disappointing to lose that three-game winning streak. But yeah. is it is there some solace in the fact that the team didn't give up going down 3 nothing, and you pull l- back
8: within one? A little bit. But I expect that. You know, it, it, they're, they're an honest bunch. But You know, when I look, you know, if you look at this game today, there's been nothing in it apart from a couple of bits of moments from Alfonso Davies that's changed the course of the game you know And um, but we ain't winning too many on the road conceding four that's just, that's one thing I do know
2: Based on your experience uh, and, and obviously you mentioned him as being a special talent what is your assessment of him and how do you think he would perform in Europe going
8: forward? Well I think that they've they've handled him really well but it's amazing he looks a bit bigger and stronger than, than I remember in this time last year you know but uh, he's got that He's got that priceless commodity of that extraordinary pace, and he's got, you know, he's got good feet. He's got good balance. I think he's doing the perfect club. I really do. It's one of the best-run clubs in the world. I think they'll manage him really well, and you know, the sky's the limit for the kid. I'm really pleased for him. He seems a really nice boy as well. I know
1: you'll be disappointed. You make it difficult for yourself towards the end, but you must be so happy with the, with the team
9: performed A little bit of mixed emotions, Michael. You're right. I thought the game was. It's a really good game of football. Um, lots of good players on, on show, lots of attacking talent. We get a nose in front. Uh, a good goal. Then we go quite comfortably ahead. Uh, but then we make a little bit things a bit difficult for ourselves, set piece on goal, a little bit of lack of concentration, then they score again. Then we start to have a little wobble. Um, but fair credit to the, the supporters at the 8th 6th minute, because I heard them, and that's what we needed. They got behind us. Um, we just calmed a few nerves. I spoke to Rusty and Felipe about making the game dull, trying to just play basic football, as you call it, and then we get a, a fourth goal with a little bit, of, another bit of magic. The,
1: the way that the, the team was playing, yeah. I know it was a bit early in the season to say it's a six-pointer. It was. But did it kind of feel like that? Yeah,
9: too? it was a big game. I spoke to Adrian before the game and after the game and, and during the game, as you do, and um, it's a big game. You know, they went ahead of us last week with a fantastic result. The league is very funny. You win games, you lose games. Uh, you're high, you're low, and uh, we knew it was a big game, you know, because they're fighting with us in that little for sixth place at the moment. So we knew with a win we could go ahead of them. Um, but the performance was very good. You know, I focus on the performance, and it was very good. We get four goals, which is great. We we, we don't have a problem scoring goals at home. We need to tidy up on the, the set piece and the lack of concentration. And, and the boy had a third chance as well, you know. And if it would have gone in four-three, and then you're talking two minutes left, great for the fans to watch, but not good for managers.
0: When you see those goals, and particularly yeah. the first one, you know yeah. where he's a fake shot and he pulls the ball over with the sole of his foot without breaking stride, what goes through your mind about what you're witnessing?
9: A good bit of skill. I thought we saw lots of bits of skill on the pitch from a number of players. You look at their boy Quintero, who was a danger every time he got the ball, and Fonzi and Jordi and the bug were a danger every time they got the ball. So a wonderful. we know he's a wonderful talent, we know he's got ability he's got potential uh, but when he keeps playing like that that's not potential that's reality and i know that but i said to him before the game i decided to play him i wanted two little bits of freshness with anthony who done very well as well set up the i think the second or third goal for us by winning the ball back high up the field um but to play simple i think the first 20 minutes was as bad as i've seen him play because i think the emotions of the week or two weeks that he's had is just takes its toll on young players but so I kept him on, and I'm glad I did because he got the fourth goal. Sorry.
1: Yeah. We talk pre-season about Fonzie getting attention from other players. Yeah. Wanting protection from referees for him. After a performance like this and everything that's going with it, are you concerned players will target him?
9: Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. But hopefully people do the jobs correctly and you know protect him. We want the good players in the league. We talk about the Villas, the Javinkos, the the Almerons, the Martinez. Fonzi's in that category. You know, we know that. We t- we're just talking about a record transfer fee for the football club uh, in Major League Soccer from an unbelievable football club in Bayern Munich. So they see the potential. And when you see like that, I actually think they've got a snip. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
1: The gaffers there just talking about Saturday's match, white caps against Minnesota, and joking at the end they a Robo, but yeah, maybe they should have waited a week. they could have got at least an extra four or five million for funds I, I
2: tweeted that out after the first goal if you, can we get twenty six no i uh,
4: yeah, I said the same thing to Robo after the game it was like so do we if do we miss did, did you miss out on yeah five million four and five as Robo
1: million. said there it was a snip, which I didn't know that no one knows yeah, yeah. Obviously, he just said that for me. But anyway, we'll be back with some more Whitecaps chat after this. Hi, I'm
5: Jake Nowinski and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show.
1: 9 and 9
2: Sieg Luftballons by Nina. Yeah, and the thing is with that song, and it comes in, uh, into my life once in a while, um, and today it did, because I was I was setting this song up, and the thing is, once I hear that once, I'm constantly song- singing it all day long. So my kids are listening to me singing that all day long around the house. Well, it's 12.06 a.m. So
10: yeah.
1: You're going to have a long day of singing it. It's a very catchy song. Yeah. and Natürlich. But We'll reveal this to Zach now. We actually... We, been planning this German show the whole week. Our initial plan oh, was wow. to bring in 99 red blimps yeah, <laughs> oh, into sure. the yeah. studio. It was going to be oh. too much of a hassle. He was going to get his kids to blow them up. Did you see the? Oh, I'll tell you. About it way. was more getting from the car. I just imagined it was going to be like a scene from Up, and we're going to just see Steve. Uh, you, you would have had to blow them up in here. Uh, and if we're doing a German no, show, no. we shouldn't be blowing anything no, up. Shouldn't be. <laughs> but continuing our German theme, we're gonna we're gonna bring you two wavelengths tonight. And the first one we're bringing you now, it's from an English band called the. Wait, what? This is not a German show. It's a song about England playing Uh, Germany.
4: Let me guess: it's either the World Cup or the World Cup qualifiers, one or the other.
1: This song is simply called "England Five, Germany One."
10: (laughs)
4: Okay, so that was a World Cup qualifier. Yes. Right. So and then that was for the 2002 World Cup. Yes. Yeah. And how did England do in the 2002 World Cup?
1: Did they not lose in the the group stages?
4: They lost, I believe, on a uh, a a uh, long distance free kick from Ronaldinho, I believe. You remember that one that floated into the top corner? You don't no. remember that? Anyways, it was either the round of 16 or quarterfinals. Uh, Germany was a finalist that year, so
1: I never thought I would play that song in wavelength. I've
4: never i never seen you so happy to celebrate eng- something English in my life.
1: I think you like the song yeah, itself. Yeah, it's very catchy. I was celebrating Michael Owen right, because he was almost a white cap. During Martin Rennie's days, Rennie approached him to come here and he was very, very close to signing and then just decided at the last minute not to come. He popped a hamstring probably. Yeah, I think the turf had a lot to do with yeah. it.
4: There's been a couple of German strikers who have almost come to the Whitecaps. Yeah, w- one with a Rob Freund. W- he's Canadian. Oh, but no, we played each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Germans, near Rob, <laughs> Rob Freund. Would it, Rob would, Freund. Would be how you say? It. Um, no, one of them actually with a Bayern connection. But. Yes,
1: indeed. But we can't oh, oh. we can't talk about that. Do you, wait, I, you, I've never talked to you about this. I don't think he knows about it. I don't. Okay, Do, I told you about it. And we you, are, are they talk they talking about the same person, I don't I don't
10: know,
4: exact, same person. <laughs> And then Zach told me about it No I no, never told you about it I right? never told either of you about this
1: Oh okay Anyway Let's talk about this at, at the next break Yeah yeah. Uh, that was the business there From their 2003 album Hardcore Hooligan Setting up nicely next week Which is the start of Football Violence Awareness Month <laughs> <laughs> It seems like it's football awareness year <laughs> I have my pen <laughs> What does it say? On your fan, hooligan pride. Oh, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh. Anyway, let's get back to some more white caps chat. You, would you wear? I'll that? wear my subutio hooligan t-shirt next week. Oh. You're not here next week. I thought you were. Gonna, I thought you going to wear your 1938 jersey. I can't get hold of that. <laughs> I've got it on back order.
4: <laughs>
1: oh man! I think it got seized at the border. <laughs> but I keep getting lots of emails now from Trump. <laughs> It's weird. Hmm. Anyway, let's get into some Whitecaps chat in this section. We're going to bring oh. you an interview shortly with Daniil Henry as well. One of my favourite interviews I've done this year, Zach. He's turned around <laughs> on him. Oh, yeah. oh Daniel totally. is great. Yeah. He's great. He is having a fantastic season. The defence, though, not so much. Another two goals given up. But again, At least this like time he scored three. Yeah. <laughs> Which I keep saying we have to do, apparently, now to. to I'm, Mike, I'm telling you, that should four. be
2: the opening chant of the game.
4: Give us th- our three give goals. Us three give more us our three goals. goals. <laughs> um, Michael, they got four goals, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two on. They got but six in two games. Three. They got six in two games. Here That's you go. Average of three. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but they did give up
4: two. It
1: Over two games, average of one. <laughs> <laughs> one and a half.
4: But one was, only one was a league game.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem to matter. Who's in?
2: But none of the goals from outside the box.
1: Can we agree on that? That's <laughs> yes. top we're, top. We, we're trying to find sir, silver Something, linings everywhere. Yeah, silver lining. Only because then Larry curled that one just past.
4: Apparently, Alfonso scored no own goals. So, yeah, so we're all good. We're <laughs> good.
1: And we, we finished the game with 11 players. So <laughs> things are looking up. And Jake Winsky did have a great game. Oh, Alfon- he did. Going he did, forward.
4: Yeah. yeah, he
2: did. Alfonso scored, if he scored an own goal, would that be considered a hat trick? I don't
4: know. No, it would not. No,
1: okay. But what what's the solution to the defense? It doesn't seem no matter what they do, they just cannot stop giving goals up. Doesn't matter who's playing; so, they're giving up okay, goals. Okay, so
4: two things about this week. One is they kept a clean sheet in a cup game where they needed to keep a clean sheet, and that was very a very very positive step forward. The same back four started again at the weekend in the yep. in the league match, and they must
1: have been tired.
4: No, okay, they well must they have, would
1: have been because it was I, so hot. I
4: the know, pitch. I know, it's not an excuse, but they gave up two goals. When they were up three nil, yes, which is not acceptable, but at least it's a far better scenario, and at least they finished the game off well. and, and the thing is,
1: the goal like saying I shot the bed, but it's okay because I had a plastic sheet on. <laughs> that's not at all. And like, the thing <laughs> is,
2: is yeah, that's completely that, that well-known that phrase. No. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the snip thing. Okay. <laughs> Um, but the, and the thing is, the other thing is, is they didn't give up goals in the last five minutes of the half or the first five minutes of the second half where they, they, they were at the and, end of the, yeah. Yeah. So it was at, near the end of the game where yes, it was, you know, squeaky bum time, but they were able to get it over. Uh,
4: I didn't say this earlier, but when, when Raina was making that run down the pitch at the end of the game, when it was <laughs> three yeah. two and he, even when he passed all I was thinking, I was thinking,
1: maybe they'll take it to the quarter. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm glad he didn't.
1: Yeah. Got a a tweet here from Angus Walker, who says, Before Wednesday, I predicted a side that I didn't think he'd pick, but picked players in their proper positions. Robbo pretty much picked the same team, and they won. It's all about, he feels, playing players in their proper positions. Okay. But, in saying that, the defenders are playing in their proper positions, and they can't defend.
2: I think, like I said, I think this was like a. a it also, remember, like, uh, I think it was mentioned in the post game somewhere that um, they, uh, by Robbo, possibly, that they were playing three games in a week. Yeah. And it was a lot. And so at the end, they did switch off. Like I said, the, the first goal, like I said, it, that was just a, a, you know, just a. You know, it just happened to happen. But when that was like a good, that was good You
1: fancied Minnesota to go and get the third.
0: Nah,
2: well, I know you did. Well, you guess. did, yeah, Mister Pessimist here. But yeah. but but the but the, this it was the second goal where they were clearly showed that they were dead on their feet. They were just shut down during that one time. But I'm a
1: member of the Pessimist Union. I have my I, poo I, badge.
4: I know how. Div- I know how it, it, it is frustrating, especially for the coaches and probably for the players to concede, continue to concede. But again, I think situationally. You have to not be okay again. Not be okay with it. Yeah. But I think there there has to be at least a, the a, some kind of positive way to view this. Of course, when you look at the season and it's forty three or forty plus goals. Yeah. They've conceded already. It's not a good thing.
2: But you can't do anything about it because those goals give up in the passes. You got, yeah. so the past so you got to you move forward. I think. I think this
4: back four is a is the is the probably the way to go. I but, think so too. But, but Kendall, will it
2: will it will it be the back four next week? No, no, no. no. Because
4: Kendo's right. now suspended. I'm sure I'm, Henry
1: I'm, and Aha is obviously going to be there. Yeah, I wonder. I
4: wonder what. I wonder if he still makes the trip because his mom,
1: his mom's out there. But I wouldn't be surprised if his whole family already booked get, the I trip. I did wonder up. if he got get, it on purpose because I'm, I do wonder if they're maybe going to just write off next week's game. Oh, because the V's Cup. Yeah, because oh. uh, of the V Cup, get some players. Some I was thinking time. Gary Kingston should have made a bet with him this year <laughs> for the yellow cards. But yeah, it looks like it's probably going to be Henry and Aha. Henry has been excellent. Outstanding yeah. I uh, totally I, At the start of the season At S- the start of the I'm sorry uh, There have been
2: moments Where he has Like been off: like, well, there was C- a handball in Seattle, Seattle yeah. Well no even the, beginning, the First 20 minutes Of, of that Seattle, Seattle game, game was He was awful. Good for Henry.
1: But on the whole He's been good Oh very good yeah I said when he came here I wasn't a fan of his From previous games That I'd seen But If a club like West Ham Is signing him He obviously has something And I said <laughs> I hope he proves me wrong Because Michael loves the hammers That that may get mentioned a couple of times In the interview (laughs) we're about to hear So I had a good sit down chat with Daniel at training on Friday Talking about loads of things, why he's here His hopes for this season, thoughts on the season And his plans for the future So Daniel, yeah, I know it was a bit of a tough start with the injury and everything, but how are you feeling
6: just now? Do you feel you're, you're back in the groove and, and back to your best? I wouldn't say I'm at my best yet. I'm finding my groove definitely. I'm getting more comfortable. Um, my body's responding really well right now, so um, I'll just continue with the momentum and playing really well. Some good football right now. Obviously, the results haven't gone our way all the time, but um, individually, um, I feel like I'm, I'm getting to a place where I, uh, I level as uh, I level exactly of where I want to be. Um, And I know that with more games uh, and more wins, the confidence will definitely keep coming. What what was behind the decision to come back to MLS? Obviously, you'd gone over to West Ham. I'm a West Ham fan.
1: Um, You'd gone over there. A lot of players would have decided to stay in Europe and and try
6: to maybe establish yourself in a lower league. But what, what made you want to come back here? The reason why I came back is I was injured with my visa being the only reason why I had to come back. Right. I said that I need to come back, get fit, and I just knew that my next move would have to be my best move. I know that this is a growing league and that if I come back and I dominate, the, the amount of football exposure um, that that is getting, the MLS is getting around the world is, is amazing. I know that if I go, come back, have a good season or two, um, stay fit and healthy, I can show everybody that not only that I can play good football, but I'm not injury prone. So coming here, know Robert really well. and him wanting to have me, um, I trust him. I need to find a coach that um, trusted me and, 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 could, and knows what I can do. So uh, I thought that was the right move. And he has an amazing medical staff here. So I knew that with all the tools put together, I knew that this would be a good move for me. I mean, talking about the injuries, when you went down pre-season,
1: you must have thought, oh, no, not again. What, what's happening here?
6: Um, when you do your ACL, they always say that there's just a curse. It's always something that's going to come following it. Just because your body's been out for so long, so the demand on your body, it wasn't a bad injury or anything. It was just a little hamstring strain, but it just means that I need to do more conditioning work. So basically I just took the six weeks to do more conditioning and get my body uh, into better shape. And then after I was done that, I went on loan to Ottawa and I got some games where I was all sharp, but I wasn't game sharp. And Ottawa helped me get to the match fitness that I need to come back and help Vancouver win games here. I mean, we've, we've had players before that's been put out on loan or even
1: like just sat like you in Ottawa to, to get fit. They don't embrace that and they kind of see that they've gone down a level, but you seem to really embrace it there and you made the team better when you went there.
6: Did, did you feel that was your big chance to show Robo, look, I should be a starter here? Uh, so a lot of guys worry about what people have to say too much. Uh, I do what's best for my career and I'll do what's best for me going forward. Um, a level down, but... I'd rather go down a level. I'd rather go down a level and play games week in, week out than be attached to someone where you're not going to play. Um, at the end of the day, you're going there to get fitness and you're going there to get games. Nothing more. I go there with the right mentality to help improve them too, as much as I'm going there to improve myself. And the boys responded well off of me, and the energy and the uh, positive vibes that was brought to me by Ottawa and their coaching staff and the players was top class. So it really made me want to even work harder and work for them because there's a great bunch of guys when you're coming to a club like this you know Kendall's basically a guaranteed
1: starter when you were signed though like Tim Parker was still here and Aaron Mond and then they brought in Jose Aha yeah. you're a confident guy you believe in your, your own abilities I, I know that from, from seeing you play and speaking in the past but did you ever have an inkling of doubt that you maybe shouldn't have come here because there were so many things or does that just
6: drive you on to, to become a starter I've I've been fifth fifth sixth string, fifth or sixth string at West Ham, and um, players always say, you know, maybe why am I this far behind or whatever. I never had a doubt. I was there for a reason, and if it wasn't for my injuries, I would probably still be there or another club. I've gone on loan to Blackburn, done really well in the Championship, then got injured. I know I have quality, and I am a confident guy, and I knew that if I came here, I would definitely be a starter. So. I just need to get the opportunity to show it, and when I got my chance, I got to keep it. I mean, talking about it, it looks like you have established yourself as the starter now beside Kendall. Just speak a little bit about the relationship that you've got with him on the pitch. Yeah, we, 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 uh, the energy that he brings, we kind of feed off of each other. Um, I find like me and Kendall have a lot of similarities in the aggression and uh, the the passion that we both bring. Um, Kendall plays and his vibe and his attitude as an individual transforms into the game and a lot of guys um, transcend off of it and and feed off of that energy. Um, He's a leader and captain because of exactly who he is. What you see is what you get and he'll give you that. And Kendall is a guy who will completely just give his soul, his body, everything, put it on the line to help this team get a good, clean future. So definitely I, um, I feel that we kind of feed off of each other. We kind of, we we definitely are guys who back each other 100%. And I know that he always has my back, and I always have his back. So, no. Besides that and the cool collectiveness, I feel like I'm a good passer, and I I, I like to get involved on the passing side of the game too. But we both will get into tackles and know that we'll, we'll definitely win. As I said, I'm a West Ham fan. How did that move come about? I mean,
1: to, to I know you kind of had that weird thing in Cyprus, but. but I mean, for a Canadian player to, to go over to Europe and to go into the Premiership, it's been quite rare. Yeah, I
6: got an opportunity to train with West Ham in my off-season. And it was just a training set. Just, It wasn't a trial, it was just to see what the level is like. And I just wanted to see what's the difference between the MLS level and uh, and uh, the Premier League level, you know? I always said, you know, I always want to be there. This is my dream. So. I didn't think anything of it. But I went in there with the right mentality to train hard and work, you know. And I went there and I killed it. I trained really well. And they were, after my training, stint, I was only supposed to be there for a week. I ended up staying almost a month. And I basically had the impression in my head that I was going right back. And obviously it didn't happen that way because of um, caps and then obviously being a Canadian and not being ranked high enough, you know what I mean? Well, grace of God. I- I was able to, to go there and play and live my dreams. Obviously, it was short-lived and I didn't feel like I accomplished it, but uh, um, the experiences and the lesson that I learned going over there is, uh, in football definitely helped me get stronger. I'm 25 years old now. I went there when I was about 21 or 22. and um, Those lessons will be vital in wherever I go next and what I do for the rest of my footballing career. Just the very last thing. Obviously, all the buzz this week about Fonzie
1: going over to Europe. What would be your advice to a young guy like that? Because like over there it's totally different. There's so much scrutiny. The press are brutal at times. I mean, What would be your
6: advice to him? Just embrace the whole experience and embrace the culture. Yeah, besides that, I want everybody to kind of stay out of his way. Like He doesn't need too many people trying to get involved in what's going on. One, he just needs to go there and play football. The kid can play. The media and all of that stuff, it's fine. It's a part of his job. He understands that. I just hope that there's not too much people in his air. Just let just let the boy play. He's still young. I'm very happy that he's going to Germany. It's a disciplined country. Um, the way they play and how they develop their players, he's gonna soak it all up, up like a sponge. And he's playing with the top guys in that country. It's perfect for him. He understands what is in front of him. He's come a long way. And even me is still getting to know Fonzi's story. He deserves everything that he has. and I hope that he's make, He's definitely making his, his parents proud and his family proud. To me, to keeps his head on your works. Everybody stay out of his way because the more people you kind of have around you, you don't know who's real and who's fake and who really wants the best for you and who's trying to make money off of you. And <laughs> football, you, football is, it's a crazy sport. Yeah. And when you turn a professional, it's not always about football. And that's the crazy thing. So. I just wish him the best, and I know that he'll be alright because he's a he's a clued up young young boy. That's great. Thanks so much for your time today, Daniel, and Good luck the rest of the
1: Thank season. You, Thanks, man. Daniel Henry, there. Some good stuff from him. I like what he said about Fonzie. Just he just needs to. Get there, just do his thing, not have too many folk in his ear. Just do what he needs to do. It is going to be interesting to see if he hangs around past this season. I think, from what he said there, he would like to go back to Europe. It does seem like it's a short-term signing for the season, but maybe for two. I think the injuries maybe derailed his plans a little bit. I think it'd be
2: wise for him to do two, be, just because you don't want to jump in back into Europe on the first offer, I, unless he, w- unless that's he, he's, he's okay with that.
4: We heard earlier in the show that the Whitecaps are looking to move players out so that they can bring new players in. I even if they are aware of his intentions, I don't, I don't think they would. He would be someone at the top of their list to move out based no, on the King, season. Kendall might be though because <laughs> they could get something for him. Yeah, probably. he's only twenty five too right
10: now, yeah. Danielle.
1: So. Yeah.
4: He, uh, yeah, he's in a bit of a good uh, side for maybe the twenty minutes in Seattle. Order. He's in a good run of form. Yeah, he, he,
1: I mean, he's definitely the the starter beside Kendall. Yeah,
4: and I uh, was really grateful for him. He led the humba after the the yes. win. Yes, so to fully embrace that. And yeah, he was. Yeah, he was just really awesome for it. Like just really great. And like, because we often will say to the, say to the player, just hey. Greet the people how you want, like say whatever. And he he had lots to say. And then after, after it was all over, he came back and just said, "We really appreciate your support and blah, blah blah." Those those kind of sentiments. And like, yeah, it was it was really it was really awesome.
1: I I genuinely did enjoy chatting to him on Friday. He he is a confident guy, but I I like that in a player because oh, you yeah. have to be otherwise. Yeah. Other players all like pick you apart. Him and Kendall together. Do look at a solid partnership. Yeah. I would I know this is crazy with the way it's worked. I'd like to see Aha and them as a three in the back or a five at the back. Yeah. I think that would really work in some games. It might
4: be needed if the Waikiku caps make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Just practice it before you use it. That that's the that's the problem. It's like you need to get a bit of practice. maybe three at the back against New York with Arnmond in there. Oh, there you go. Hmm. But, yeah, next week in New York, it's going to be a tough thing. We'll we'll cover the MLS week in, in the next part. Another player that they will be missing next week, we missed him <laughs> on Saturday, was Effie well, Juarez.
4: Um, the, the, we missed him on the pitch as say, in the I start was right say, I was going to say, I before, don't think a lot of people missed Yes,
1: <laughs> before a full jump on that.
4: He, yes. He okay. Remind me, I was forgetting. That he got subbed on in the Wednesday subbed game.
1: Subbed on when Ali Ghazal right, got, got injured, got a, a knock. Yeah. On Wednesday night. Any word on Ali Ghazal? No, because he also got a knock. Then, of course, on right Saturday. Yeah. They, Any they, word on that? No word on that. After right? the no. game, they
2: just yeah. said they were going to check in. And they hope it's not too bad.
4: Um. So yeah. So when Juarez came on he received uh There was
2: very audible booze.
4: Well, yeah, it was he received I think people expressed how they felt was, about his red card Was it
2: stadium yeah. wide or was it coming more from the south side or was it Well, it's like, it hard to well, tell we, from Perlisa. We no. were
4: the Curve of Collective was in the south side with the yeah. south siders yeah, 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 the okay. intersection and it was very noticeable and very audible and it felt like not it wasn't the main supporting section of the south siders it was not just from there. Yeah, because like it was like there everywhere. Was,
2: there was an initial boo, and then the there was then the yeah. cheering started when Gazal was walking back. So,
4: yeah, it was it was it was a little awkward moment. He, he
1: spoke on Monday. He was very contrite. I genuinely believe what what he said. Wait, but the wait, wait, wait. The heart. Wait, wait,
4: okay. You believe what he said in terms of his momentum took him into the referee.
1: I know about his passion. And oh, okay. And how yeah, he goes okay. blind sometimes. Okay. But, but the thing is, yeah, he okay. says yeah. he's going
2: to change. But he's thirty years old. He should be. Th- this is something I don't that... think you can change.
4: No, th- th- it's like
1: me when I'm driving.
2: Yeah, I, I think.
1: Oh, yeah.
4: We. <laughs> I saw you driving on the way here today. Yeah, let's not go into that. <laughs> but I, I, th- I
2: think that I think he's obviously he needs to tone it down. But he's not going to change fully. No, no, no.
4: That's and that was the problem but with you that. Can't bump a race. Yeah, mm. that was the problem with that sending off. It was not even. It didn't even feel like Red Mist. It just felt like utter foolishness yeah. by someone who knows
1: better. I, I, the bit about the momentum, I don't know. Because when you watch it, it did look like he had time to stop. Yes. But I think when he's talking about that, he means his brain was not going to let him stop because right. his brain was just taking him straight to the ref.
4: The old brain momentum.
1: Yes. That famous thing. <laughs> Three-game suspension i was expecting two no i was expecting three
2: i, I mm-hmm. thought I was, I was giving it four addi- four additional <laughs> games yeah
1: to the one well zach was right no he, c- because see, he's good at some things just not like world cup pools <laughs> or that card game that you did in the off season. i think i think
2: fans will come around because <laughs> do, the, do you, yes i do because people do start forgetting and stuff like even the game he comes back for um, if obviously he obviously might play in the, against TFC, I think. Oh um, yes. So, but yes. so All that'll right. be interesting to see how that is. Um, but uh, I do think fans are somewhat forgiving. I think he he deserved the booing he, for the, yeah. the first game he played so, after that. But. So,
4: so, a couple of things. Even though he, he got the negative reception for what he you know in response to his transgressions in Seattle, I don't blame Robble for using him in that game. Right? Like, if your guy's suspended in the league. Why not use him in the cup, especially if, you, yeah. you know, like I, I didn't I didn't really have a problem and I bet you we'll see him in I eight. would
1: actually have started him on Wednesday, but I guess that would have sent a bad no, message. Yeah.
4: No, and that was that was yeah. good that he didn't start. But I would not be surprised to see him on Wednesday in the home leg on yeah, August 8th. Yeah,
1: that would make a lot of sense, actually. I, I just think there's some fans he's not going to win round, so... Well, clearly,
4: people, again, on social media, which just can be a crazy place, are saying, yeah. I don't want to see him for the rest of the season and then he should be gone, like... There's There's a, been a strong response.
1: Yeah. And the Whitecaps knew what the ban was, and they still played him on Wednesday. So it's, he's not not going to play. So that's not going to be part of it. And folks seem to have forgiven Christian Teixeira easily enough. So, yeah, you can weigh those things up as to what one is worse.
4: Okay, no, okay. Taking the incidents aside, um, like aside, like Wars is new here. He doesn't have, like, stuff to fall back on. He doesn't have... But he uh whereas Christian Techer has like yeah. a history here of, of giving a lot in different you know, different seasons, different campaigns, yeah. the the Champions League run, whatever. That's without talking about what each individual did. But
1: Well, the thing is at this time it's a busy schedule. You can't afford to lose any players. We don't know Ali Ghazal's status. Stefan Marinovic seems okay. Some folk were a little bit worried, but I I don't think there was much in that. Huh. A little time wasting, yeah. Maybe. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Jordan Much went for an MRI on the bottom of his foot this week. Not had an update back as to what the outcome of that was, but he was kind of joking around at training in the in the gym on Friday. So fingers crossed, it's not too bad. Just have to to worry really about his health going forward, playing on turf pitches and stuff.
2: Well, for me, um, but I think that uh, Felipe and Tybert is is the solid starting going forward for the next little bit, especially with the injuries
1: that you called. Um, Yeah, Felipe's an interesting one because he didn't start yesterday and he was doing laps at training on Thursday, so he must have had a little bit of a knock. And...
2: Rusty has looked really good.
1: Yeah, and he, his,
2: yeah. The, their record with him in the lineup is like five wins, uh, I think one loss,
1: possi- one or two. No, mo- no, I think one draw and two either, losses. Yeah, I never Something know how. Like you, I never, never know how you guys list it here. So, yeah. one loss and two draws, or two losses and one draw. Yeah, yeah. But yeah but and, we, his, and his stats in those games have been very good too. But Whitecaps are going to need everyone they can because the MLS West is the playoffs. Even though the one is kind of slipping away a little bit. I will have a quick look at the MLS West after this.
4: Hey, it's Stevan Rinovic, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show.
7: I love your blonde hair, I kiss your pigtails, and I could not share the scratch of your nails. And though you mark me, you're so glassy.
1: Adam and the Ants, Deutsche Girls. That was their first ever song on vinyl from the Jubilee soundtrack. That's all we need to know. I don't want to know anymore about that. Great film. Check it out. So in this part of the show, we're looking at the MLS week in review. Saturday night's win saw the caps leapfrog over Minnesota and Houston into seventh. Two points off the playoffs. Four points to fifth place now. Five points off fourth. It's less and less spots are kind of looking likely that we can challenge for as the other teams are kind of just... It feels like they're pulling away. Want to kick things off with the LA Derby, though. I I really enjoyed that on Thursday. 2-2. Felt like a different league at times than some of the games that we've seen the, the Whitecaps play in. I don't really like the Galaxy, but you have to tip your hat to their fighting spirit in these derbies. They've come back now twice in, in LAFC, two derbies, yeah.
2: yeah. And This wasn't as spectacular as the first one, but it's still, they I, got through I don't know
1: how LAFC gave
2: that up. I know. Like, that was
1: crazy. But you've got to feel both of them are playoff bound, so the result didn't really affect us too much. Moving on to the weekend's action. DC, Colorado. Wayne Rooney finally gets off the mark in the first half. No and doubt that's going to win the MLS goal of the week. <laughs> and then he, finally, no and he got his
2: face marked up afterwards.
1: Yeah. Busted open. No. Shrek, Shrek scores, making his old pal look like a donkey. You you were asking me what happened to his face. I explained it. He was born that way. <laughs>
4: no, like Steve, you said it. was one Colorado defender ran into his teammate whose face, back of his head, bashed into Rooney's face. Yeah.
1: The Rapids, well, they look like they would end a point. I mean, they still look such a poor team. They look like they tied it up with eight minutes to go. Kellen Acosta. Newly acquired. Mm. We're going to mention that later. Stoppage time, though. Nicky Jackson, own goal. Never was, heard of the it guy. It was a
2: horrible, <laughs> horrible goal. That's the one where the, you know, investigation of whether something <laughs> is going on here it has to be done.
1: Uh, Colorado... That should be the end of their season Allegedly. now, I think, yeah. <laughs> KC and Dallas, it was third host and first going into that, but KC are on a bit of a downward slide right now. You're, I mean, you're talking of teams that look certain to the playoffs. These two teams should be,
10: yeah,
1: but KC are in a little bit of a slump. No wins in five for them now, just one point from those matches.
4: So one of the things we've heard about Dallas in the past, the struggles that they've had, is their players have literally stopped performing for them because the club has held them captive. Yeah. And so one of those people, you just mentioned, is now gone. Kellen Acosta, who had hopes to go to abroad, who they didn't get the valuation that they hoped for him, and so they kept him. Is now at Colorado, who knows for how long, scored, in the, scored against the DC. It'll be interesting to see That's what happens.
1: That's a happened. weird move for a guy like Acosta. It, it, yeah. Yeah.
4: So you got to think it's just a short-term
1: like situation. Like an Alan Rashad to DC United,
4: maybe. Oh, please. Let's, <gasps>
1: Is Kellen's wife pregnant?
4: Oh, man. Um, anyway, so yeah... You, 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 it'll be interesting to see what's, what's going on in Dallas this year, what's going on yeah. with their mentality and their and their approach. And,
2: and,
1: they're, and they're looking good, though. Michael Barrios, hat trick. Yeah. It's his first goals of the year, which is a nice way you to kick You might as well off. get them all off in one game. Yeah. Now, he could be up for player of the week, challenging Fonzie, but I think Not there might chance. be another yeah. guy that might be up challenging Fonzie. Yeah. We'll come to that. San Jose and RSL. Don't have to say too much. Two poor teams, pretty poor game, no goals. No Pecky. San Jose, no wins now in twelve. We play them twice in August. Is that a good thing for us or th- the way th- that we've been doing No, that's these the problem. Yeah,
2: that might not be good in that sense. But
1: we well, have got five draws in those twelve games. Well you look it
4: was like the weekend before, like Seattle finally got their first ever win yep. at Avaya. And I think their second win in San Jose, and their first clean
1: sheet. The next game against us, so we make these teams look good.
4: No, but like San Jose is really poor. So looking looking ahead to those games, you know that uh, the coaching staff will have those marked down as games they absolutely have, have to win.
1: RSL though are the team that you have to feel the Whitecaps have to gun for. They're clinging on to that sixth playoff spot. Yeah, they've see depends if you want to be half full or half empty. They've got three losses in a row. Well, they're winless in three, but they've got one loss in five, depending on on how you want to look at it. But that's got to be the team that that they're going for. That's good math. Portland and Houston. Fernando Adi. Zach's tip for the golden boot this year when we did our (laughs) our preseason predictions. And that's not like Zach to be wrong when he's doing predictions. His last goal is a timber. He's, after being on the bench for most of the year, Blanco (laughs) opened the scoring for Portland in the seventh minute. Five (laughs) minutes later, Kyoto tied things up. Portland left it late. Ten minutes to go. Ari got the goal. A bit of a scramble. I think I could have put that one away if I I was in the box at that that point. It's what good marksmen do, though. And it looks like on Monday, he's going to be announced at FC Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, it was broken by Taylor Twelman, I think, earlier. Yeah,
1: he pissed on Cincinnati's parade. I don't like that. They've got their big announcement tomorrow. What? Revealing their first two MLS rostered he, players. He's a reporter. He's a reporter time. and he's supposed to announce Is he? it. he's an annoyance.
10: <laughs>
1: a lot of people so, would. A lot so I of guess we'll be having him on the guest. Guess of, I we'll guess we'll be talking today. about Curtis Larson in part five. Oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Cincinnati's going to announce Addy and Fatayah Lashi as their first two MLS rostered players. Alan Koch building his team.
2: So uh, Cincinnati must be get, like giving something up f- to Portland for that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Future yeah. Whether allocation f- money. Or- or future allocation money, maybe a draft pick. Maybe they're, they'll promise not to take anybody off their roster when the expansion maybe. draft. So something's got to be up there. It's got to be more than that. You would
1: think white about. cats were rumored to be in for him. He was never going to come here, nope. because no. timbers are never going to sell to
2: to a rival. But Zach, if Portland didn't want him and were trying to get him off the roster so they could bring other people in, that's all that maybe they want for him. That they just wanted to get rid of his ro- a salary. And a play, just,
4: so yeah, a I, player, a player with a pedigree. No, with a yeah, the, that's part of it. But the player with, with a, that kind of pedigree over like the last three seasons. And and the contractor he's on, there's no way you just give that away for no. not taking. There's got to, he, my I'm sorry, in my opinion is they yeah. got to get. Oh, well,
1: I'm more. sure there'll they've
2: be something to... there um, additional, but I think that was the main thing that they maybe
1: future considerations yeah. or something. Well, let's get to the the neighbors up north yeah. from two, Portland. Two games today. The other Cascadian team we have kickstarted their season.
2: Yeah, it seems like it.
1: Three wins in a row now. We helped them turn the corner, starting with us. Although they are undefeated in six now. Okay. They're three points behind the caps with a game in hand. They are looking in form. They comfortably saw off New York City, but it was a crappy New York City team that was. But out New
2: York there. City came close to scoring on a couple occasions. They well they did the, score one. Yeah, but they no, I mean they yeah. the, the, the It was one A couple times. They were comfortable without mistaken.
1: being dominant, if that yeah. makes sense. Rodan, Svensson, Ship got the goals, but... Oh, Svensson's shot was nice. Yeah, Yeah. that that was a lovely one. From the edge of the box.
4: Outside the box,
1: yeah. Mm. Um... The team that we play in New York next Saturday is not going to be the team that was Wait, on did I just say a goal from late. a
4: flounder was nice? Yeah. What is wrong with me? Yeah. I must be sick.
2: I must I have a fever. I, I didn't want to see anything there. You're I looking flush. Yeah. I thought I might just let it slide down. Nobody Man, would notice. I need to, I, is, I need some medication or something.
1: You might be catching so I think the, Brian Schmitzer might as well because he you, said that his th- team I'm, deserved to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I
2: think both of them are catching the uh, the Buell.
1: The Buell. <laughs> the Buell feel? Yeah. Flu? The other game tonight, what a game. Game of the weekend. 4-3, LA Galaxy. End-to-end stuff.
2: A shootout.
1: It was Zlatan one, hat-trick. They came back th- three times yeah. from one goal down, and then they took the lead in the bit. You know Zlatan's going to win Player of the Week now instead of Fonzie. No, he should not. He shouldn't, but he's going to. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. he's Latin. But Fonzie... Is bigger news this
4: week. It's yeah. like it's like a double double. Oh, well, he and, got two, and tw- and two, it's double double 22 mil. Like,
1: come on, how oh, yeah. can you go yes. wrong with that? Two, two, all two, 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 two. Oh, I, did, I never not think of that earlier. LA's defense looks as shocking as ours, and they're not the only team in the league. There's a few dodgy defenses out there right now. It looks like there's a few teams need to score multiple goals just to have any chance of, of getting the three points. Week coming up is All-Star Week, which regular listeners will know that we can't usually be bothered with. Well, Although, if well, we hosted it here, I would... Well, when it was in Cascadia, it was it went down in Portland. Nah, if we held it at a BC place, I would be more interested. Sean Melvin? Yeah, Sean Melvin's yeah. already then for the homegrown game, which is weird since he hasn't played a single minute for the Whitecaps.
2: It's on, based on potential.
1: I know, but he's going to be a little bit.
2: He, will he get minutes? Is he? Is there oh, it's only keepers? two
1: subs, so he should get a half.
2: Two keepers, only yeah. two keepers. Two, two keepers. You said two subs.
1: Oh yes, yeah, so two, <laughs> two keepers. So yeah, he should get a half, and then I think we've got a guy that's in the main homegrown game. I d- Bayern Munich has a guy in the. Oh, but ba- yeah, Bayern's the got game. their player, Fonzie. His all-star debut. He was Don Garber's special commissioner's pick.
4: Like if you're if you're Juventus and you're like, hey, in the Champions League this year we don't have to face a full strength Byron. You can here's a, here's a free opportunity to have a go at one of their players now. <laughs> yeah. Like what seriously, what what's the suspension from injuring a guy in yeah. an all star game?
1: And Juventus were interested in, in him at one point. They had scouts over in Wales watching him. So yeah, they yeah. decided
2: to go for yeah. Ronaldo instead, I guess. Big mistake. They're, they're, yeah, big they're, big mistake. they're, they're,
4: they're missing out. <laughs> yeah. F- Fonzie might sell a few less shirts yeah.
1: it's going to be an absolute zoo media wise for Fonzie down there I actually we were talking about this yesterday I feel sorry for the kid because he's just going to have so much attention have,
4: have you warned him which uh, MLS people to stay away
1: from all of them just talk to me I said
4: yeah just like don't don't talk I'll, to yeah. Doyle I'll do Doyle hates Doyle him. hates the whitecaps don't talk <laughs> to him. Andrew Reeby, I'm I don't have nice things to
1: say so I won't say to you but like Let's move on to the Canadian Championship. Um, we now play TFC, which we won't preview that just now, obviously. But there had been rumours that Robbo's job may have been on the line if they didn't win on Wednesday. That's pretty, off the table now, I think. Yeah, for now. Pretty strong team. TFC, though, I mean, they got the win against Chicago, who looked pretty poor. Yeah. That's and, two wins
4: in a row against Chicago, right?
1: Yeah. There's still Weep six points, yeah. There's still six points off the playoff spot, but it's within grasp, yeah. Will they take the Canadian Championship seriously? I, I think they might they
2: might kind of balance it more instead of taking a full out on yeah, for it. Yeah.
1: I think they might do in the first leg what we did in Montreal oh, yeah. and hope to try and sneak a goal or just come away with a one goal deficit. Numerous,
4: <laughs> numerous times I've been told in the past, it's all about the, being that when you're the home team, you play a strong squad on the road. You mix it up, or depending on you know. I
1: like us being on the road in the second leg, though. I think that plays to our strengths. Get their way go. and un- unless things don't go well
4: on the first leg, which oh, yeah. yeah, you got to think they're going to play a strong squad in in the in the first game, in, yeah, in the first game here. But I yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting in terms of Toronto though. You got to think, even though that publicly they they would never say this, they're already now they're still not saying it. This is, like, you feel like they need to win this so that they have something from this year other than making but do the they, final. do
1: they want to start off next year in this Champions League again Here, when it, it's derailed them
4: totally this year? Two things about that. One is I think you want that culture in your club. We are in the Champions League every year, every February, whatever. We are in it. The second thing is you get more TAM. Yes. And so Toronto loves TAM like no other. And so, because they use it, I, I think, I see them wanting
9: to win this really bad. It's the battle for Tam.
1: Anyway, we'll be right with some more chat
9: after this. Hi, I'm Carl Robinson. Uh, you're listening to the AFTN podcast.
5: I like digging holes and hiding things inside them when I...
1: Welcome back. You're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio. So tell us, Steve, that was your selection. How does that fit into our well, German? Well, it
2: kind of uh, fits because it kind of, uh, it kind of fits with what Alfonso kind of went through. It, Alice Merton, who sang the song, it's called No Roots. She is German-born. She moved to Canada at a young age, and at sixteen, seventeen years old, she moved back to Germany. Ah, so just like good. Alfonso. Yeah, and then so... Uh, well, Alfonso moved from Ghana, which starts with a G. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this final part, we're just going to go around the world with some football chat, and then we're going to finish this show with our second wavelength of the night. You're going to like this one, Zach. It's Bayern-related.
4: Wait, I thought... why. I Told you I want to bring in Byron's song. Well, I thought oh, this is one. related. This might be this one is of, probably like Byron adjacent or something. No, this
1: is, okay. it's a song about Byron. Oh, it's about
4: about Byron. Okay,
1: anyway, let's kick things off with Calgary Foothills. Well, they had their PDL semi final on Saturday. 1 0 went over Chicago FC United, which is a terrible name for a team. 1,250 folk came out for it. Is that concerning for CPL or is it PDL? So no, it's just it's, the it's, venue. The, the yeah. venue is in the middle of nowhere.
4: Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. well, so,
2: the CPL
4: yeah, ones.
1: Former Whitecap Ali Musi scored the winner in the fifty-seventh minute.
4: Yeah. Musi,
2: former Red Sea player, not Whitecap.
1: Totally. Well, yeah, still yeah, white yeah. Cap still a Whitecap. They now play Reading United, which looks to be in Pennsylvania <laughs> next Saturday. Calgary. I've only lost one game all season. That was two TSS Rovers. Ooh, that think, means we
2: could claim the title. Yes. Steve, I,
4: I believe that was thanks to an error by Tommy Wilden Jr. yeah. Jr.'s brother, Jay, who has gone on to play a very significant role. I'm told yeah, that they've that.
1: kept so many clean sheets. I think Marco Carducci's had 10 clean sheets in a he, row now. He's Marco. gone
2: 625 minutes straight without conceding a
1: goal. Was that including the semi? Yes. Or? Wow. Reading United, though, who they're playing are undefeated. So that should be a cracking final next Saturday 5pm pacific time kickoff, check out the stream for that it'll be on youtube right yeah, yeah. but now it's time for BC Soccer Web Headlines <laughs> BC Soccer Web Headlines is brought to you in partnership with bcsoccerweb.com your one stop site for local national and international news and links and a lot more beside Make it part of your daily routine. Check out bcsoccerweb.com. What's been catching your eye on the site this week, Steve? Um, some quick follow-ups
2: from previous uh, weeks. Uh, first of all, Nigeria seems like it's um, gotten back on track, according to FIFA. Uh, they have reinstated, uh, a, a previously voted in Pinnock, uh, Amaju Pinnock. Uh, he was FIFA-backed. Um, this was when the, the government, the uh, U.S. the court had claimed that that vote was um, invalid. Like, they basically invalidated the election because there was something going on. And Chris, Chris uh, Ijiwa, uh was part of the was ahead of that uh, took basically took control of the federation. But they <laughs> apparently they stormed the headquarters for the Nigerian Football Federation, uh, removed that group, and they put the uh, the actual person that was voted in.
4: And when will more of their World Cup kits be available?
2: I don't know. Okay. That hasn't been announced. That could be the reason why it wasn't enough. I think they were
1: waiting for the money. It's been held in trust, (laughs) and they're just needing to help get it out of the country. I'm working on that with them, though, so... Shh. (laughs) <laughs> we all know Ronaldo went to Italy, but he has reached a deal
2: with Spain's tax office to end the case. Yeah. Um, Ronaldo's always that. trying
4: to one-up Messi, right? You know, Messi got caught for ta- tax evasion. <laughs> Ronaldo's like, oh, I thought I Ronaldo can... was first. No. No, was no Messi, Messi oh, was first. first, yeah. Oh, it,
2: Me- Messi dad. had the stuff in the Cayman Islands, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nineteen million euros he'll be paying in in exchange for a reduced prison sentence will that will likely be suspended.
4: I was talking to someone today. Like just imagine if that was like an average Joe. Like one of like, you know. You or I, Steve. Yes. You know not Michael obviously. I take helicopters. He, yeah, he takes helicopters. But like can you imagine like
2: Yeah, people are paying for my face rates, yeah, facial rates. N-
4: no, but no <laughs> No, but you just pay you you get caught for tax evasion or something. Yeah. You just pay some crazy thing. They're like yeah. We're gonna we're gonna lower your thing, and we're just gonna make it yeah. go away. It's-
1: I mean, you could buy Alphonse Davies for that amount of money.
2: Could have. Speaking of Italy, uh, their Emmanuel Callio has been banned for two years. Parma is getting a five point penalty. According, uh, this is because last year in Serie B, uh, Parma did go from Serie B to Serie A. Um, they were playing a team called Espezia and they uh, he sent about four messages t- on WhatsApp to a defender on their team. Uh, and he, He's actually a former teammate because he used to play for that team, uh, Philippe DeCol, encouraging him and another former teammate to not try so hard and so <laughs> that they maybe get through. Now, because of those messages, they're claiming that this is match fixing, even though mm-hmm. he's claiming that they were just joking around.
4: Yeah, yeah I was going to say, did you not use like the
2: they're, they're sarcastic
4: g- emoticon or uh, whatever? Maybe not. They,
2: they will, they're appealing all of this. So uh, yeah, shows. I feel bad for
4: like Parma's gone through some difficult things with ownership and sponsorship and whatever. But well, I I have a sort of soft spot for them as a as a club. They came. You
1: like their ham.
4: <laughs> they came to uh, Varsity Stadium back in the day, uh, and got, I got to see them play like a Canadian CSL. or C, oh, CSL, but see some kind of Canadian Eleven. Or I forget who they played. That's where they really got the idea from. But, but they it they them. Team. They hammered them like five nil. Dino Baggio, Risto Storch got like there were some great oh, goals wow. in that in that game. Like yeah, it was. I so I just have a sort of a soft spot. So I hope things get worked out for for the, the you know their sake.
2: Um, uh, Leighton Orient uh, had a uh, kind of a weird request for fans um, that they wanted to bring their male dogs. <laughs> yes, to the, To the pitch uh, because
1: of foxes. Yeah. If, if Were they playing Leicester City? <laughs> if your dog pisses all over the place, it's going to put the, the foxes off yeah. coming with the scent. Why not just buy dog urine then? It's hard to get. <laughs> I could try marketing that. If anyone wants some dog urine, oh get in touch with the show. AFTN branded. <laughs> Tasty. What's his name, predictor Pooch? Yes, <laughs> Bailey. He's old now, he may as well earn his keep
2: so um you talked about East Fife yeah this uh, next sweet. story this next story <laughs> it's still not like it. me no no yeah you talked <laughs> about East Fife I don't think you mentioned this uh story uh I'm not sure maybe I'm mistaken I, I didn't I, I don't pay attention when you talk about this it, fair so <laughs> I saw this I saw this in the in the in the BC wave headlines I thought it was worth talking about a British comedian Eric uh, Morecam, Eric Morcombe. Morcombe. F- um, he used to uh, uh, when he used to greet people from uh, BBC uh, uh, football, whatever they're, the uh, five, whatever they are, right? He used to always greet them East five four four far five, five. and that was a big uh, comedic thing. And I didn't know what that was. but it, also uh, East five five four far four. Yeah, other one. Yeah, but, so he would he would alternate yes. it back and forth to even confuse more. the one. I preferred the one from one because he said that was the most difficult. Oh, that would be the biggest tongue twister yes, of all Yes, they were doing the yeah. final scores. And, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. It th- happened. I thought i would bring East Fife into the yeah. BC. Yeah. You don't see that ever often.
4: No, no
1: but In it the, happened. East Fife, four. On penalties. Four, far, four five.
2: Four, Um. The uh, CAS has upholded ex-FIFA Secretary General's Jerome Valky's 10-year ban. Um, he used to be Blatter's right-hand man from 10 years, about 06 to 16 he was basically uh, ca- caught for a, t- a ticket scandal, broadcasting rights. He was dealing with that, and as well as other stuff like private planes or something like that. So initially, he was banned for twelve. FIFA reduced it to ten. He tried to appeal that to the uh, Court of uh, Appeal Sport, I think they're called Court of Arbitration for Sport. Arbitration yeah. for, it. and um, they they didn't. They said no, ten years ago good enough. So you
4: just can't have anything to do with football. I guess so. I just I like know. is other stuff going to happen to him? Because- no,
2: I don't. I, that could be in the in the works. Yeah, okay. because Switzerland. Uh, I know Switzerland uh, law people, the, 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 their attorney generals or whatever they call them there. Uh, they are investigating FIFA as well, right? Okay. So and who knows? New York could bring this involved too, but I don't know if they're uh, they're seems like they're going after more of the South Americans. Um, another story that would interest Michael. If he was in the studio, <laughs> um, Celtic, uh, he's still not coming back. No. Okay. So Celtic, uh, you, you'd be interested in this too. Why? Celtic has, uh, reduced their allocation for visiting yeah. fans, their tickets from 7,000 to 800. Um, don't worry. No, everybody knows you weren't here. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, so they, they, reduced it to 7,800. Yeah. Um, because uh well so rangers reduced it initially now celtic has too because they Titch say for that tat. yeah so they say demand for CD tickets cuz steven Gerrard is now the manager they've said it's 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 unprecedented yeah. it's it's so they,
1: bollocks it's just because yeah. they don't want away fans there because, um, because they know they're going to lose well no, there's this no, trouble no, they don't want to have the issues, atmosphere yeah. and yeah. yeah
4: those games are intense yeah cuz you yeah. see the whole end is yeah, yeah. it's quite intense so uh,
2: I'm, this next story I'm not gonna un- go- it's unfortunate I'm not going to go into details, but I would recommend everybody go on YouTube or whatever you're saying. Oh, yeah. Go, on. go for, look for Carlos Kaiser. Yeah, I read The greatest this. footballer never to have played football. He was like one of the most popular people out there because he basically faked being. He, he just walked the walk and not really played. Like Mustafa anything. You. Maybe that was the case, <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> but he actually played a few games. Oh. This, guy yeah, this, guy, a yeah, game. this guy never played
4: a game. I've heard of him before, and then you sent me the you sent me the the trailer. Yeah. Like, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I didn't know they'd made a, a documentary. It's, it's
2: think, coming so. out. That's why they had the article and the documentary. I think it's coming out this month in the UK. I'm not sure if it's going to be coming out here. Maybe on Netflix they'll put it on or something like that. But when I find out, I'll let you know. Um, MLS News. We talked about before. Kellen Acosta What to the Rapids in a blockbuster deal. Um, what Dallas is getting for that is a first in the uh, 2019, international spot for 2018 and 2019 for the rest of the year and the next year. And then 50% of any transfer fee. And so that's that. the big thing that they're yeah. still going to get about half the transfer fee of what the. Because he's going. There's yeah. no way you're st- you're oh, going yeah. to halt staying in Colorado. Yeah. I think what it is is they want to get more. And then maybe this first round draft pick, um, this international spot kind of makes up for what they were maybe not going to get because you said, like you said, the
1: evaluation wasn't as much. I know we talked in the last section, but yeah, Dallas are just so weird with how they handle yeah. their players.
2: LAFC's. Uh, they're, they're actually a lot of uh, uh, supporters. There are kind of upset because they are raising ticket prices next year already oh, yeah. by fifty percent. It's crazy. Yeah, it's um, all it, o- it, it on it, average fifty percent. So some are even higher, some are lower, and depending on. Why like a drug dealer get them hooked? and yeah. uh,
4: up the price. Well, totally. they
2: say they say also the secondary market has been so high that they they feel like it's undervalued. That's why they're raising. So prices. a couple,
4: couple things. One is Atlanta. Atlantic Atlanti, This has happened in Atlanta this year, and this is their going into their third year. But some people there were thought, okay, like this feels crazy. Like it feels like you brought us in with like, hey, we want to make this accessible for everyone, and now you wonder how how that'll impact their their, their crowds with L A. Yeah. I don't know if you, I don't know if it's in this article or another article I read. The guy, one of their one of the guys in their front office, one of the higher ups said their tickets were mistakenly priced, like. Well, I or mistakenly priced too low, low or something like yeah. what, 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 well, that. Like what? That just you're perceived like perceived value. Ex, well, you're just admitting your your ignorance, and like you, you are you. Someone there was incompetent, is what you're saying, but really, what it's allowed is to have a. It's allowed to bring a lot of people who care about football, and uh, they've created a, a fairly positive footballing atmosphere in for the goats games. Yeah, and it'll be really disappointing if that changes because of this.
2: Um, You guys talked about Addy joining uh, Cincinnati. This week, they officially announced a contract extension for Alan Koch, though. Yeah. Up to 2020. Not sure if any options are in there, but it seems like it's a solid deal. Yeah, excellent. Really pleased for Alan. Yeah, happy for him. Uh, Phoenix Rising. um, They visited MLS headquarters, met with Don Garber uh, to give an expansion update. Uh, Looks like they're kind of pushing for that expansion team. uh, The next uh, announcement, uh, in case Miami doesn't go through, because who knows what's going to happen there. It was Miami.
4: Yeah, well, cuz wasn't it weird like the last time D- Garber was mentioning cities and he didn't mention Phoenix and a mm. bunch of people were like it's weird he's not mentioning Phoenix as they've done so much to get ready and
2: maybe they're done deal then.
4: That well that's the other thing. Ah. Yeah. The other thing is like he's not mentioning them because he doesn't want to bring attention to them because there is are the deals already in place. And once again, you got to feel bad for the Sacramento's of the world.
1: Yeah, I think their time is gone
2: sadly. Very unfortunate. Um uh, CPL news this week: uh, Jim Brennan named head coach of CPL's York Nine FC. What, so,
4: what do you guys think about this, Michael? What do you think about this?
1: I totally indifferent on it. He's it in, seems a surprise considering. Is he a part? He's like a part of the ownership group, isn't yeah. he? If well, it depends on how much
2: of a mem- percentage he is, right? But, but still, so that'd be like Steve what's Nash. The other appointments. Steve been? Nash being the, the coach of the like, yeah. like, a,
1: like it, it. So, I mean, you've the, got Rob Gale, coach with the right. The so I was, to, I was. I would, like,
2: I would have rather have Steve Nash than Tom Owen back in the day.
4: Um, there's a lot of people. <laughs> they could a, a lot, of anyone other than Tom Sowen. Um. No, so we, we've talked about this before. We've talked about the positive side of bringing in these guys with the local community connection. So you have uh, what's his name, Paulus in Edmonton. You got Weldon in Calgary. You got Gale in Winnipeg. Stephen Hart in um, Halifax. Now you have Curtis Larson in Toronto. No, oh, man. You have uh, Jimmy Brandon coming in in, in York Region, and so these are these are positives to start with, and they all have strong ties. But what what happens when things don't go well? Yeah, like how how is that breakup gonna go? Because you can't have every one of these clubs pull a Montreal and say, "Oh yeah, Nick Desantis is not the coach anymore, but he's still within the organization." Like, it's, there's gonna be some aw- like awkwardness well, for sure. And I
2: think the I think that maybe they'll they know this. The, these coaches that, that 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 they know that this is not gonna for some of these. But I think that ownership has to show some some patience with the coaches, too, because they're developing a team. Oh, yeah, I, so I think I, I the I I I think there should be absolutely no coaches fired in the first, second, two years. Unless those coaches are completely incompetent, where they're, they, it's clear that they have no idea what they're doing on the pitch.
4: CPL coaches, Steve Pander would like to be your agent.
2: No, I think they should. I think <laughs> yeah. they, they need to develop and they need to oh. show uh, some consistency over the years. Oh, I don't,
4: I don't disagree with you. It's uh. just at some point, even if it's yeah. five years, like, how do you? It's going to be. Well, a Jim Brandon, awkward.
2: in that case, would step down because he would he, he be like, uh, told, you know, it's not working. Step but down. But so then he still fire. has his. Then he could stay yeah. in there. It's just, it's all weird.
4: It's a little bit weird.
2: Last bit of news. Um, we have uh, Halifax Wanderers, another CPL yes. team. Oh, they yeah. They played Fortuna Dusseldorf, yeah. uh, U- U- U21. U21. U21.
4: Okay. He owns um, his team? Yeah. He's not fit right now. Shocking. Um, they
2: won 3-2 on penalty kicks. Halifax? Yeah. Yes. Um,
1: attended... Good, good, good atten- crowd, too. Also, 4,800,
2: yeah, 4, 4, just over yeah. that. The privateers
4: were in full voice. That's J- about 4,800
1: for Jim a friend. Jim Covey to got friend. his... Yeah, that was shocking.
10: <laughs> I have a message... anyone's
4: got Jim scarf, give it back. I have a message, him, but were there any travelling for two people? Because I could see that... <laughs> if there were, I- that's where I would look for
2: yeah, it. <laughs> I could see Montreal, though. I
1: don't San Jose Ultras there. Yeah. No no, 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 Anyway, that was a, a good BC Soccer Web headlines this week. Just got time for one last thing on this show. Sure, why not? Our final wavelength section of the night. We've kind of ribbed you a little bit over the course with these, these German songs, Zach. So I wanted to finish with a proper song from 1999. Uh, oh, sh- oh shut, shut the show off. What? I know.
4: There's only one thing that happened in 1999
1: that I don't no. want to talk about it. Die <sighs> Bayern.
7: Es gibt nicht viel auf dieser Welt, woran man sich halten kann. Manche sagen die Liebe, vielleicht ist da was dran. Und es bleibt ja immer noch Gott, wenn man sonst. Niemand hat, andere glauben an gar nichts, das Leben hat sie hart gemacht. Es kann so viel passieren, es kann so viel geschehen, nur eins weiß ich hundertprozentig, nie im Leben würde ich zu Bayern gehen. Ich meine, wenn ich 20 wäre und super talentiert und Real Madrid hätte schon angeklopft und die Jungs aus Manchester und ich hätte auch schon für Deutschland gespielt und wer mental top bin und Uli Hoeneß würde bei mir auf der Matte stehen. Ich würde meine Tür nicht öffnen, weil's für mich nicht in Frage kommt. Sich bei so Leuten wie den Bayern seinen Charakter zu versauen. Wir würden nie zum FC Bayern München gehen. Wir würden nie zum FC Bayern München gehen Das wollen wir nur mal klarstellen, damit man uns richtig versteht Wir haben nichts gegen München, wir würden nur nie zu den Bayern gehen So was wirklich sein Ist das Leben nicht viel zu schön Sich selber so wegzuschmeißen Und zum FC Bayern zu gehen Wir würden nie zum FC Bayern München gehen Wir würden nie zum FC Bayern München gehen Muss man haben, um so verdorben zu sein? Einen Vertrag zu unterschreiben bei diesem Scheiß?
1: It could have been worse. I thought you were going to play something about. Because you said '99. Yeah. It scared me for a second.
4: Cause it does 90- mention
1: Real Madrid and Manchester United in the lyrics of that. Yeah. What the happened Totten- in '99?
2: Something happened.
1: Shut your face, man, you boy. Did <laughs> the Tottenhausen there from their 2000 album Unster Bleach <laughs> released in 1999? That was Bayern. Die Totenhausen are a punk band yeah. going back to the early 80s. Well-known for Tuna Dusseldorf supporters.
4: Ah, uh, okay. Anyway.
1: Google the English lyrics for that. Yeah. Just so before we or, go. Or, though, don't, or don't. There was a little
2: controversy when it came to that song as well.
1: <laughs> yes, they got sued. Really? Mm-hmm, By Uli Honus. Oh, Uli Hoonis. Uli Yeah. Natürlich. Yeah. Hmm.
4: Anyway.
1: Not shocking that he would sue them over that, that is it for our special German-themed episode of the show. We'll have another proper one in the future. <laughs> when Fonzie goes. We'll or that. just before. We'll have a nice German one. A good Bayern one. Do you know a little German? Ein bisschen. Hans. <laughs> anyway, that is it for this week's show. <laughs> <laughs> just before we go, let everyone know where they can tell you online. You can
2: find me at Twitter, on Twitter, sorry, at Whitecapspeed.
1: Nice sausages. <laughs> Zach.
4: Michael, Michael, Michael. Oh man, uh, for me it's at Zachary Am and I'm part of the Movement Curve Collective.
1: You can also find him <laughs> Gobling, Sauerkraut, Bratwurst, and a lot more besides. He's we gotta go back to that German place. Oh. Oh. Are we recording the oh. Alpine? I should have brought the outtakes from the Alpine Club No, 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 The things you said there,
4: no, no. you should have deleted them a long time ago. Oh, oh I've Michael.
1: still got them on my yeah, computer yeah. when I die. <laughs> Go we'll do a posthumous episode.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, you, you said some terrible things that day, and I, I can't even remember them in detail. I just remember. Oh,
1: it. well, there was... Uh, we'll no, tell yeah, you, yeah, I'll yeah, tell I'll you off. So. Anyway, I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Follow us on Instagram at AFTN Soccer. And read all our stuff away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. We'll be back with a preview show midweek, previewing the wonderfully long trip to New York City FC. Looking forward to that one. Until then...